Hello, everyone. You've reached uh, another episode in the timeline of Tell Your Mom I Love Her. This is the 11th one. I should. I don't know why I, I, I talk about the number of episodes every time. I, my, it might become irrelevant. I was thinking that <coughs> about that while I was driving today. I was like, why do I always say what episode number it is? Because I keep fucking it up. We're all like, post an episode, like, this is number nine. And it ends up being number 11. I'm like, oh, whatever. Anyway, I sat down with John Christie today. He just... Uh, he just uh, got hired, uh, like, I don't know, a month or two ago uh, with the same company I work for. And he's you know been doing stuff for a long time with the alcohol industry and started a lot of really cool programs. And just overall, like, cool, passionate dude. And, like, I knew we'd get along. Um, he's just a, uh, he's a good, really good guy. He's very encouraging. And ever since I met him, I, I don't know him too well. I mean, I know him better now. But prior to this, I, don't, I didn't know him uh, too well. And, like, I just knew, though, that we'd get along. And, uh, yeah, I just, um, had a great conversation. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Page Springs Cellars Winery and Arizona Wilderness Brewing. Uh, Page Springs Cellars Winery is my favorite winery in the state out of what I've tried. I've tried a lot. Uh, I haven't tried all of them. So as far as I know, they're my favorite, but they are amazing. They really showcase Arizona and I highly recommend everybody try their stuff. And I would love to be present with you if I could, to try them, because I think they make great wine um, from the state, and they source over 90% of their grapes from Arizona. So some people like to point out facts about certain Arizona wines, saying, oh, they're bringing it in for California, blah, blah, blah. Nope, these guys are all AZ, despite a, uh, a, s- a, small, a small selection that uh, comes from out of state, probably New Mexico, um, and that's, what, three, four hours away, so pretty fucking local people if you get if you get my drift um they're amazing and i think uh what else was i gonna say about them their owner is awesome dude who helped start uh, kickstart a lot of projects uh wine projects in our state and i think he's important i think what they do is important and they have a huge portfolio over 70 wines in one year sometimes it's crazy quality stuff and they really do showcase Arizona and how you can you can definitely notice the taste when you when you learn about what you're drinking especially at their tasting room slash restaurant it's really cool Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company is a bunch of wild men who create phenomenal brews inspired by the wilderness of Arizona they get out there they get in it and they experience the rough and cry, cry, crawling, crawling and climbing, crying, I was trying to combine two words because, you know, I'm a little, uh, little tired and, um, I've had some booze and I haven't eaten much today, so I got to take care of that. But so if my articulation is not perfect, like you all have come to expect, uh, <clears throat> that's why Arizona Wilderness Brewing and Page Spring Cellars are awesome. Check them out. I also would like to say I'm in a new studio. We moved, me and my roommate, and we moved in with a dear friend of ours, and we moved, and this studio is hot because I had the AC off. So whew, I will try to um, get the the limiter on the fan and see if I can knock some of the sound off. I don't think it's that offensive. It's just a light background noise, but um, overall, I think the, the volume 
is good on the voices and everything sounds good. So studio is moderately set up. It's set up enough to record and and have some lights up, but that is our project for the next few days to take care of. There's a lot of uh, moving parts with moving. Uh, You're taking your life apart and resetting it. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but one bite at a time. And uh, anyway, this is uh, the first episode recorded in the uh, new studio, and I hope you all enjoy this really wide-ranging conversation and passion-filled combo with John Christie. Enjoy. All right, we're recording. We're live. I'm here with Mr. John Christie. Welcome, man. Hey. Uh, we've, been, we've been chatting for like 25, 30 minutes, but I felt it's appropriate to kind of warm up before. I think it's a good habit to get into. Um, we're here in my new studio, barely set up. It's enough to have a few lights make it look okay. Mm, um, no, it's comfortable. It's a, uh, it's a calming, it's a calming uh, space, I think, to talk in. Yeah, these little... Um, Cylinder lamps I got, I'm just so enthralled with. They're just so. I, just, I saw them immediately. I was like, oh my God, I have to get them. The guy's like, I'll cut you in a deal for 100 bucks for all three. I was like, yep. Oh, I love when they cut the deal for three. That's nice. Yeah. yeah it's a, uh, it's, no, the space is, the space is nice. I like the, um, you know, I like any time you do interviews or you're talking and you talk before, you know, you kind of lead in. Yeah, you know, it's to. like it's like going to lunch before you go out. You know, like hey man, before we sit down and talk, I want let's have coffee and then kind of see about where what we're going to talk about. But that way, you're talking with humans, and you know, it's just not as formal about that. But it's yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be here and chatting with you about all, what I think you're always a good you're always a good interesting conversationalist. So I'm always yeah. happy to have that. Yeah, I'm glad to get to know you more, man. It's just cool finding out. Like, I feel like you know we can. I don't know if emotions the right word, but emotionally kind of connect. Like sure. we're both kind of like yeah. super interested and interesting, like kind of yeah. soft spoken, kind guys. As far as I can tell, for I sure, can, I can no, be a dick sometimes, but well, I think uh, yeah, I think you could probably find that pretty much. Pretty fine. <laughs> we, you wouldn't be able to find, wouldn't be able to look too hard to find someone to say that about me as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then you've like I, yeah, just, I'm just stoked to know about like your whole trajectory. Like before we recorded, people uh, we, we were talking about how he was from Massachusetts. And yeah, he moved here what ninety seven. Yeah, no, I moved said? here. I moved here in ninety eight. Uh, I came out from Massachusetts to like like most of the uh, most of the migrants from the east uh, to mm-hmm. avoid the winter, you know, and to kind of get to a get to a place where people were going to not know me and I could be, you know, kind of reinvent myself as somebody new out here. I always okay. loved the west. I mean, I came out to you know, hiking and, and outdoors and kind of outdoorsy kind of stuff was my was kind of my part of the reason it pushed me out here too. Okay. Um, and I wanted to be able to see these things I'd only seen in outside magazine. You know, I used to read a lot of outside magazine and. A, sh- and a shitty cubicle job in Boston, you know, when I was just out of college, yeah. and so I'd be, you know, sitting at this bank, have to having to punch in numbers and, and do a bunch of bullshit, and I'd be dog-earing this outside magazine with pictures of like Zion and Bryce and you know like Yosemite and Yellowstone, and being like, and seeing all those people who looked a lot like I did, and I was like, hey, that person <laughs> looks like uh, me. I'm like, I think I want to go do have that. Have you stuff. always had the no, no? Okay. I, this is a yeah. You're, if you're, if you're, the beard is a, a fairly new phenomenon. I usually have some sort of facial hair. It's, yeah. it's always sort of my. Does uh, it belong on your face? It definitely belongs on my face. Well, I think that as I've lost it on my head, it's moved <clears> down. It's just moved <laughs> south under my chin, so it's allowing me to shape my face and not lose my. Yeah, uh, oh, lose my looks my head profile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very like it's a very you thing if you I if think anyone knows John if have seen him met him like yeah. Yeah, I think that's sort of, of what happens too and like anything it becomes, you know, thing, when things start to become iconic, you embrace them until the point when you can't anymore, you know. Yeah. That's my my beard. I I just enjoy uh I enjoy the fact that it gets a response from everybody. Like it's nice. Yeah. You know, I'll walk up and I'll go to Bashes and get something at the deli counter and the and the lady will be, you know, like you look like you're cool, you know, like that kind of <laughs> statement. And like, why? Because I have a beard. <laughs> like That's what my mom says. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's always a good icebreaker too. Yeah. Uh, when I was when I was we were talking about Bali before we turned on the mics. Yeah. That, uh, 
I, when I was in Bali with my wife on our honeymoon, we kind of walked around. We did a lot of small village stuff and just sort of hiking between, you know, rice paddies and going to temples and, yeah. you know, doing the, some of the tourist stuff, but mostly just wanted to, you know, we had a driver who was kind of like, we'd just take us to his family village and take us to full, take lunch. He'd, they'd kill a chicken and we'd sit down and eat rice and do a thing. Wow. And so we, we, re, we did our ceremony down there. We did a Balinese ceremony too, where they took us to a cremation and we kind of walked around this town and I, I, it's, it's funny to have a beard because it's, it puts people at ease. It was really odd because I've kids coming up to you, like people, you know, like really you were not just a, a big dude with Oakley's, you know, in a, in a, you know, in a very kind of country of not so much big people, you know, you, you didn't stand yeah. out quite as much of the bit. The beard was a very, uh, uh, kind of a, it was interesting. I, mean, yeah, I, yeah, I remember she went into a convenience store to get, uh, to get some water at one point and these kids kind of came out and were just kind of talking to me and, you know, the little motorbikes and it was there. Some of them are playing dice in the side near this little alley and they're drinking you know, homemade a rock out of a jug and they're just, yeah. Yeah, and they draw me over and it's all because of the beer. You know, they pull me over and they, they want to, they want to talk about, you know, a guy like that once you got to have something fun to say, you know, and yeah. I, I really didn't, but we just sat there and pulled on this jug of a rock and played dice and my, my wife came out and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's the beard. You got to blame the beard. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel the same way. I can, if I have facial, if I don't have facial hair, it's weird. Like I, ooh, I know. some people who have that facial hair belongs on them. Let me silence my phone. It's interesting though. That that's how that's changed. I, I my wife and I heard something <clears throat> interesting. We were listening. Uh, I don't know what the hell it was. We heard some on XM. We heard some weird thing. One of the DJs was talking about how the, the razor industry is having a massive issue right now because they're when. When Gillette's down like 11 or 12% because men aren't shaving as much as they used to and buying their crappy disposable razors that you yeah. have to buy constantly, like yep. that's big money, man. Like they're, they don't like this culture. So you're going to see a hardcore pushback for the clean shaven the guy oh, and all yeah. that because of ads that. Going up, the yeah. ads are going to start going up for seeing not as many beard. Uh, so you know. do, you, do you shave above a line? A little bit, yeah. What I do you use? Uh, no, actually, we use, uh, I, I buy this stuff from, uh, from Beer Brand. It's like a, like a they have a different, uh, that's the name of the brand. They're some Austin, Texas guys. They, okay. they kind of do a bunch of cool, like, you know, natural based lotion kind of things. I don't shave much at all. I literally just touch it with a razor and then yeah, that's, that's about it. And everything else just gets brushed through a couple times a week and then wrapped up like this. If this wasn't tied down, it would be a, I'd look like a civil war surgeon. Oh yeah. You know I mean, like, I think I'm going to commit and grow mine out. A little you should. Early. Well, just trim that, trim that, you know, you got to let it go down and yeah. you cut it in a little bit. But yeah. remember the rule is if you got to sculpt it, you can't grow it. So you got to stay, stay, stay true to that. You know, like the Ron Swanson rule. <laughs> <laughs> I had never really watched Parks and Rec, but I can, I can see that. I, I gotta get a good amount of hair. So oh yeah, no, you you could yeah. definitely you could definitely get it's it done. Commit to it. Yeah, like anything in life, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like having a yeah, I like having hair in my face. Um, I like that you wore a mellow corn shirt for me too. That I I like it was that, I don't know if that was intentional to put me at ease that I was gonna be staring at your well, green mellow corn <laughs> shirt the entire time we talked here. Well, but. Here's the thing, I I realized that all of my shirts are either branded alcohol <laughs> shirts or undertow shirts. I'm like Jesus Christ, I need to fuck, I need to update this like. Because I can't go on certain things. And no, 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 no. You actually have shit. to be aware of that now. Yeah, that's true. So you like, have to be aware I, of that. I gotta. I gotta you got to have some adult shirts. You got to have none. Yeah. I just want plain ringer tees. I want my whole closet to be ringer tees. I just got to figure that out. Well, you got to take the. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you feel about fashion or what your fashion sense is, but there's a lot of logic and a lot of people who believe. You know, you do the Steve Jobs model. You do the. You know, hey, just this is what my look is. You know, find out what that is and you just buy it. You so buy new, in. New Balance, tube socks, shorts. And a fucking alcohol shirt. There you go. So that, that's what yours is. If you're going to make a change, you just make a change. Switch to ringer shirts. Yeah. But then I was like, I think John's going to appreciate this mellow corn oh, shirt. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it on. Yeah. A bottled and bond corn whiskey is always something to scratch oh, your yeah. head at. You're like, I don't see it enough. No, it's. I think. I think bartenders know it because you can mix with it. But yeah. I mean, the idea of drinking mellow corn like as a sipper, it's it's uh, it's aggressive. It's, it's been 
khaki at least years since I've had it on its own. I always liked that shirt too because it looked like a mellow yellow shirt from like the seventies. Yeah, like it looks like oh, an old. Yeah. It looks like an old soda shirt. You know, when we went to Heaven Hill, I was just yeah, like, "That's the I want that." And the, yep. like they weren't. Oh, there were gift shop wasn't open that day. I was like, "Hey, can I just buy one of these?" Like I know you guys aren't open, but I really want. He's like, "Just just you take, take one. Yeah. I'm gonna have them." Like that's awesome. Yeah, you're <laughs> buying a barrel. That you you can take. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing when you go, when you go make that commitment to go spend a, uh, tens of thousands of dollars on whiskey that you can basically you can take what I'm not buying any of that shit. I was a salon for the rat. <laughs> that's the best part of that. That's it was amazing. I was so thankful for that whole experience. I was, I was, I didn't know you were on that trip. That's a great. Uh, yeah, well, I kind of weaseled my way in as I do, in, in a in a responsible way. What's uh, wrong with that? I was already going out there at the same time, and I was like looking to extend my trip anyway. And it was like mm. right before, right as I was planning it, and Jason comes in, he's like, "Yeah, we're doing this and these dates." I was like, "Really? Like I'm going to be out there? Like any chance I could?" Did you go to on? Buffalo Trace too? I didn't go to Buffalo Trace. I did not go to. I wish I would have. Four Roses is my favorite. One of my favorite bourbons. Yeah, Four Roses is good. I didn't go. Uh, B Trace is like college, though. It's like bourbon. So that was where my. So I spent most of last year taking people back and forth to Buffalo Trace oh, and really? Four Roses, but mostly Buffalo Trace because they were just open to the idea of like, a if you wanted to give someone a VIP experience, they were fine with doing it with us three yeah. months. Yeah. Um, but they were God, man, what a great. Like if you walk away from Buffalo Trace or even Four Roses now that they have the new facility built and don't love at least something about bourbon, you're just not paying attention. Like you, yeah. you shouldn't be on the trip anyway at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to remember my I'm trying to think of what my favorite was. Obviously like Jack Daniels single barrel was like I blew was, my mind. I'm still shocked at those at those barrels or yeah. what they are. Well, shocked. I, not I'm, shocked because I've always I've never I've never one of those people who poo poos Jack. I'm always you know Yeah. That's a that's a, a brand that's not only iconic but like it's it can't be awful and be everywhere at the world at the same time. It doesn't work that yeah. way. You know, like, I don't think number seven's good, my personally. But that's my personal opinion. Well, what do you do with number seven? How often do you sit and sip number seven? I mean, you no. put Coca Cola in it and you it's put ginger ale in it. it. That's what it's, it's made great for. With Coke. Yep, that's what it's made for. I mean, they know what they know what they're about. <laughs> oh yeah, well they're, they they draw a lot from their heads and their tails, right? Tons. They do like what eighty seven percent of what comes off their still, something yep, like that. They do. And so. the maple. I mean, the maple. That's the thing about maple. When you when you char with maple, you're it's. It's like having an eraser board. You can make a lot of stuff disappear. That sh- <laughs> that, 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 that's <laughs> why I'm like, I just don't like. Why, why are you taking the flavor out? You know, yeah, like I don't. But I'll tell you what, though, when you drink that stuff at cask, it's that it hasn't been stripped away. Like that cask we had is, it's. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's aggressive. It's 137 proof. I think, uh, dude, I it was like 27 great, degrees that day we were there. <laughs> it was crazy. We were so cold, and like, um, I. It was, I don't know, man. I got so used to drinking cask strength that I'm like, why the fuck would I drink watered down whiskey anymore? Yeah, you would use some whiskey. You, you basically, you could probably put that on my tombstone. I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, bonded is about as low as I go now because yeah. I, I don't, I know if I'm drinking below bonded, I'm drinking something that's, A, the distiller appreciates, but it's not what the distiller would drink. It was always explained to me when I was learning about whiskey that master distillers and blenders typically drink at proof or they drink at the cat, what comes off the, uh, the casks because that's where the biggest, you know, that's what the flavors they know they can play with are. They get the most expressions. Like, okay, I want to make yeah. these things disappear. Like, okay, I know people tend to like toffee and caramel and vanilla and papaya and whatever and coconut. And so I'm going to pull back these, or, you know, a lot of these, these conjures to stay, stay forward. And then we're going to, we're going to get the flavor there. I get such an interesting ride in my palate with this old for- we're, doing, we're doing an old forest in 1920 prohibition style. I think it's 53%. So 57.5. Yeah. It's only 15. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, I don't think we introduced you because I want to explain. What oh yeah, my how I want. We'll hold that thought. Yeah. We'll bookmark. Who are you? Uh, so I am currently the director of whiskey for Barter and Shake, and I'm mm-hmm. um, running the Gray Hen 
saloon inside the Century Grand, um, which is a new concept for Butter and Shake right next to Undertow uh, in, in Dean School Road in Phoenix. And we are about to blow, uh, really just blow the, uh, you know, <laughs> so excited. blow everyone's mind with the amount uh-huh. of barrels we're about to bring into our program. We have about 85 barrels we brought in to take kind of be the flagship kind of whiskey <laughs> program, I think, in the country. I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. I, my goal is to have people who really love whiskey, no matter where they live in the country, want to come. If they come through Phoenix, they're going to want to come see us. For like, sure. I want people will go out of their way for uh, it, too. That's what I want. They come out of their way for Undertow. I mean, for sure. And that's and a whiskey, great... Whiskey is even more of a, mm-hmm. uh, of a pop phenomenon yeah. than a tiki is. It's an immersion, uh, kind of an immersion thing. And that's what I think whiskey has been. I mean, so for me, I've been, I've been kind of running programs here in the Valley for about you know 15 years or so. And whiskey has kind of been my thing for about the last 10. Um, oh, wow. I run. Uh, I run a few. Uh, I ran Old Town Whiskey at the uh, at the Saguaro Hotel before okay. I opened up Second Story Liquor Bar, and then I went to work at Young's as the craft spirits director, which Jason obviously as you know did prior to me. Okay. Um, so really, what I did was doing at that point is just curating a lot of whiskey experiences for people. I was doing a lot of barrel trips with people, and that kind of how, how it led to my position with Barter. It was just the I realized it was a, you know, kind of the perfect fit of. What we've been doing, which is giving people, to me, a lot of education about the spirit. I love whiskey and everything about it. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I've been in the, the whiskey or the kind of bar game for a long time, but this has been, this is kind of what, you know, when everything else sort of faded away, whiskey was still the one that really made me want to stay in the business. Like really? Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, it's what, definitely. Is there anything that it's, that you can, I mean, in a few words that, like, make it stand out to you compared to other couple it's a couple things it's obviously the flavors i love but i mean the flavors are are kind of like you know they allow pictures to happen for me like when i tell people we i'm training some of the staff now and how we do whiskey and and, you know i like to tell people what is what 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 images come to mind when you drink a whiskey you know and uh, there's a process that happens that happens with whiskey because you're dealing with mature a matured spirit that started out as one thing and went into a barrel and came out something different that whole process is really exciting to me like it's super fascinating you know they uh there's a conversation that kind of happens when spirit enters wood and that conversation starts going on every day while you and I are sitting here talking right now, there's millions of barrels in Kentucky just having that conversation between those two things. And the tax dollars, baby. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) God. So much. tax. What is, what is it per gallon? Uh, oh, in, oh God! Is it, isn't it like something like th- is it thirteen per barrel or is thirteen dollars? Yeah, it's just it's something just shy of that. I think is what it comes like out to be millions of millions of. Dollars they know a year that too. They're building they're building so many ricks and laying down so much juice right now. It's it's that's where they're that's where you're seeing Kentucky is booming right now because of that tax that tax fact you're talking about is it, they're paying taxes on that on that juice. Did it did it go did it go down at all? Yeah, no. Because I, I know for for craft distillers, I think it craft, cut it cut craft in half. craft they cut it in half. That was but the I think it's going to go back up. It should go I back. Talking to yeah. Dale about because uh, I'm a good friend. I'm becoming better f- good friends with Dale uh, Ott oh, Delbach. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Delbach. Yeah. yeah, and so I was hanging out with her in Tucson like you know a few weeks ago, and uh, we were, we did a podcast. So that's a really fun episode. Um, we were talking about how majority of a distillery's cost is tax. It's fucking it's crazy, and like for me to think, you know, because I want to produce one day. I want to have my oh, own nice. products. Nice, nice. I have a few things we're gonna try. And oh, pretty good. much every episode we've tried my liqueurs. I'm just fucking uh, self-promoting, like up the ass. But um, that's a good like, thing to do, by the way. It's a sharing thing. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm make them. No, to, that's that's a family taste. thing. You know, my grandpa used to make wine. That's how that works. You, know, you just yeah. you just test. We made beer. My dad and I used to make beer back when beer was a thing. Like yeah. Making beer in the early '90s was a thing. You brought a home brew kit. You did mm-hmm. that. Watching fermentation for me, you know. And I tell people about whiskey. 
you know, to your original question was like, what about whiskey in the short term? Yeah, sorry, like, I derailed. That story to me is how you tell the story of America. You tell, you can tell America's stories through spirits. Yeah. And I'm a, as a historian, you know, I really love American history and history in general, but I, I, I'm particularly fond of our, our country's history and how we've taken so many weird turns. You know, we're drinking a prohibition style bottle right now. It says 1920 on it when the year they, the year they shut the taps off basically on, on America. Uh, it, it's just bizarre. I mean, we're coming on a 20th anniversary of that, you know, and we're going to do a big thing at the shop for that, you know, when we do, when Prohibition actually hits, when the gavel hits, and, you know, in, in 100 years, yeah. 100 years, yeah, we're going to talk <sighs> about that crazy. a lot. So that, that'll be kind of a fun thing about the what shop. What a good too. timing. Oh, what it's perfect a timing. insane timing. It's perfect That timing. place is a rocket ship. It's going to... Yeah, we've got some great stuff going on in there too. We've got a lot of the distillers, a lot of the people who I've gotten to know. I've been lucky enough to get to know over the last few years. Yeah, you know, master distillers and people who make the juice, people who are not pretentious about it. Like we add on, we we're the ones who typically add all that nonsense on about coveting a bottle or yeah, I got this and you didn't get that. There's only forty of these bottles around and that kind of thing. Like the the whiskey game is cool. Because it should be, you know, like this is how I like to drink whiskey is what you and I are doing right now, which is, you know, a bottle in between us, a couple of glasses. We're going to sit and shoot the shit and, you know, mm-hmm. look at the pool, yeah. you, know, you, have, you know, see what's watch going on. Go down, yeah, yeah, watch the sun go down, let the dog chase the ball. You know, yeah. we and that's it's the, the questions that you ask and that you are answer are human questions when you do that. You know, you become a very uh, you, you like to listen to the person you're with when you're drinking whiskey. Like I do. Like I love because yeah. whiskey tends to be a great lubricant. <clears throat> it, loos- it loosens us up. It makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. You said the same thing. Like, wow, I'm already feeling that, pr- that forester. And I was like, yeah, it's because oh, yeah. it's. Warming. It's, it's yeah. just great. It does great things with us, and, and you have a uh, an ability to talk because of it. You know? Yeah, and especially being Americans, it's like as it's American great. as it gets. But yeah, for sure. Do you have any? Uh, do you see any problems with whiskey? Mm. I do. I mean, I think you have issues with environment. You have issues that I think cool. we should all be paying that's attention my biggest, to. That's my biggest. That's my biggest. There's thing there's it. definitely you can't ignore it. Yeah, you can't ignore the you know the costs. Uh, you know, not just I don't mean physical costs, but the actual environmental cost of what you do. And you, you know, when you have a, a rickhouse spill, and even if you just talk, not talk about day to day production, but just something goes wrong, you know, and a, and a dump, you know, a dump of of new make or whatever age spirit like just happened at 1792, that all ends up in the river. When, when did that happen? Uh, that happened I don't know maybe four months ago. So they had a rick collapse a few like last year. This is Barton, 1792. So Barton, yeah, they had a rig collapse. (coughs) We lost a bunch of barrels, but they had another another issue this recently, very recently, probably the last four months, three months, where all this juice, you know, they had a collapse. The barrels broke. Some of the barrels broke, and you know, you're talking 53 gallon barrels drop. You know, thousands of them drop. That means thousands of gallons (sighs) of juice ends up. Shit. Yeah, so all ends up in the creek. Oh, ends up, yeah. So you get you can get some uh, you can get some you can get some issues. Yeah. So you get a lot of a lot of dead fish. A lot of because yeah, <coughs> high proof. Al- that's, you know, it's like an alcohol bloom. They call it. You see this bloom just go down the go down the river until it gets into the bigger bigger volume Ohio River. You know, once it gets to the Kentucky, it flows to the Ohio and, and evaporates. Yeah, it, no, the, the, the the current and the overall volume of water pushes it around. But there. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, I, you know, you look at grain in general, like what it costs to water and, 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 and oh, you know, the, the idea of what it takes to make it. It's pesticides. Pesti- stuff, all of it. Like yeah, all of it. I mean, it's seeping into the ground and the, there's a whole thing. There's oak. aquifer underneath everything. Oak, yeah. Oak, you know, it's a big deal. What, 80 um, years from, like what, two barrels worth of it in a tree? Yeah. Like uh, but I think, <coughs> I think that the idea is too, is that you're hopefully protecting part of that too, is the idea that, you know, just like a, the Christmas tree, kind of, I like to make that analogy. is like, well, you know, when you cut a Christmas tree, the person usually 
you buy that tree from, they usually plant three trees after that. And the idea is that yeah. there's, they understand they have a sustainable asset they want to you know maintain. And, and yeah. bourbon will not be, I mean, whiskey to, I'm not, I don't want to ruin the party, but it won't be doing what it's doing right now in 10 years. Like it's no, not, it's, you can't. The, it won't. It the, just, it's the demand being so high. You have it won't. Demand will eventually shift like it always does. And we'll still have the great things we have. And the great thing is that I love as a whiskey person is because it's a maturation thing is like, you know, after every boom, not only do prices start to fall a little bit, but uh, the smart companies have insulated themselves to that. Um, but yeah. they've laid down so much juice that I'm hoping there's going to be lots of good stuff at the end. Like, when, you know, in 10 years when people, all this stuff, Knob Creek and, and Beam and laying down right now in yeah. a brand new facility they built that's only going to make the small batch line. They're only going to age. I missed miss Jim Beam too. Uh, it's like, they're another one too where it's like you got, it's it's iconic. You see what they're yeah. doing. Like, okay, I, I get it, man. I get it. I, I see was the driving Chiawa. in North Carolina that day. So, and I was going off like four hours of sleep. So I was like, oh. I better just drive. Not go to Beam, yeah. Yeah, instead of drink more. I was at Makers that morning and then I was like, I should probably <laughs> go. Well, it's crazy because like, so a little, little about me. Um, my dad, uh, worked at Southern for most of my life. It was 25 years at Southern. No kidding. Yeah. So we started in California that. and then he was an account executive out here. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I've always kind of grown up around alcohol and like, what's your dad's name? Gary Stewart. Hmm. I don't know if I know her or not. Maybe if you saw him, maybe I probably would. You guys get along like cool dude, but you're also a cool dude. So, um, he, uh, he loves, he loves makers. I think yeah. maker, I'm a big makers fan, but he loves white label too from Jim Beam and, I think White Label is phenomenal for nine do, a $9 bottle. If you're going to like... Uh, you know, I've had really shitty whiskey before. That's yeah. not it. Like, no. That's not it. Like, it's not it's, my favorite thing to drink ever, no. but if I'm like... Well, the great thing about booms is you get variety in flavors and you get variety. You know, it's like when the wine boom took off in Napa, you suddenly had all kinds of people making great, you know, exploring varietals they'd never explored before. And I don't yeah. drink wine, but I love the idea that... You don't drink I, wine at all? I do, but very rarely. I, I like. Uh, I'm I'm very traditional, and or when I say traditional, I mean I'm, I have a boring palate. Uh, was when I say traditional, I typically like you know like a Pinot or a California Cab. Or okay. uh, we went to France a few years ago, and we went out to uh, and you know on a kind of a Beaujolais. We went to see some vermouth makers, and okay. we went to Giffard. So we went to see uh, them make all the Giffard stuff, which just blew my mind. But I, I want to go there. So that's I probably the most wine I've drunk in my life was that week I was in France, just because the it, you're being exposed to it in a way that it, it made total sense to me. I'm not going to not have a glass of wine with, you know, this beautiful local vineyard produces some sort of, you know, Loire, you know, Loire Valley white that you have to have. It's all minerally in this. And of course, yeah. I'm, not, you know, I'm not a savage. I'll, I'll be happy to try it. But yeah. I'm always asking, well, do you have any whiskey? You have any whiskey in the, in the cellar? Are we all tucked in there beside the dude? And they yeah. do. Do you like brandies? I do like brandies. I love okay. I love cognac. And you know, working okay. with Young's, I used to do the Louis Trey. I did a lot of work with uh, with Remy, you know, Remy okay. Martin. So yeah, yeah. I've had, a, I've had, and Park Cognac. They've been great partners mm-hmm. of our, well, you know, really working with them. It's been I like fun Park to, a lot. Oh, man. I There's love small, so passionate places like that. that yeah. just make I don't juice. know enough about their... I, I, as far as like producers go, just because not a lot of places carry. They're hyper specific. They're like they're very much like small vineyard, like inside a region, inside a region kind yeah. of thing. They do, and they're really good. Um, uh, they do some Mizanar Oak stuff that's just okay, fantastic. And that's another, again we talk about you know sustainability and things like that. I mean, you talk about Japanese oak. You know, Mizanar is is gives a flavor that's very unique. But how much Mizanar can you get? Or we go up to. Um, hmm. You know, you go up to Oregon. We went to West. Uh, we went to Westland, and we were looking at uh, getting. You know, we wanted to get something. They have a Gariana release. Gariana is a style of oak that um, is indigenous to 
Pacific Northwest, and it's very rare, okay. and they can't cut it. So it has they have to find a fallen tree mm. before they can make a barrel out of it. So sometimes when they go sourcing, they can't find these barrels. They can't find enough wood to make these barrels. So there's very a sporadic you know, yeah. supply for these things. But anyway, they, uh, it's, it's very specific flavors you get from this kind of oak. And that's the things I think that are kind of neat that you can also <coughs> talk about whiskey when we talk that are very similar to wine. You know, it's very, it's very region specific, very terroir specific. That yeah. Well, terroir is everywhere. Everywhere. We live in it. That's the thing that's fun. You that's, know? Yeah. You I and know. I, you and I are desert terroir right now, you know, mm-hmm. like surf trunks, you know what I mean? Like flip yep. flops, freaking, you know, yeah. laying low in the sun, middle of the day and then coming alive a little bit when the sun goes down, know. you know, crazy. <laughs> the that's, desert life. Man. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And then, like you know November rolls around and we're in, in heaven until May <laughs> I, it is it is man I still haven't you know we talk about the valley in the US you know, I, said, I moved up here in the late 90s and you know I'm I'm one of the transplants you know from Massachusetts that like I can't go back and live in Massachusetts I love being from Boston I love growing having growing up in, in, in New England mm-hmm. a lot of, I'll be back there on Wednesday I'm flying back on Wednesday okay um, for a little bit of time but they uh, I, I love what the Valley has done. I love being a part of what the Valley is. I mean, we, we, we yeah. have very fractured communities, I think, out here sometimes. Sure. But as a whole, th- there's, there was a, there's something I recognize that I still see here, that there's communities that are just, you have to be <coughs> part of. You have to choose to be a part of them. You know, there's so many people who are transplanted from other places. But yeah. we all want, we all like living here. I mean, yeah. Right? If you don't, you leave, typically. But yeah. it's, a nice, it's a nice place to live, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's so many perks, and there's a lot of, you know, of course, shitty stuff, too. But I think... Of course. I think one of the biggest things is like, like you just said, fractured, or the community is fractured. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. And I, I seek to kind of like bring that together a little bit. Well, I have, things I like have this do this. I mean, I, here's yeah. the thing is so you're also part of a community that you don't realize. Well, you realize it because you're mm-hmm. intelligent that way, but that it's that, you know, you're part of a bar community. Like we, that's, if there's one thing I've noticed in general is there's definitely people who, you know, we've known each other for, you know, like I'm, people I know the longest out here are people I've worked at bars with. Like, yeah, and that's just I mean, granted, that's not always the case. You don't always keep those long connections, but the people sure. are here. There's communities that are here. I mean, we have to just, like I said, it's it's harder, I think, than it is, and that we have very a very big spread. You know, uh, for me, it's always a joke. We have a friend who leaves. You know, we live. My wife and I live in Old Town Scottsdale. Okay, and yeah. if we have a friend who moves outside <coughs> of this corridor in some way, like they don't live in Arcadia or up and down the Indian School Camelback, you yeah. know, like they're kind of they fall into that like well you may as well live in Denver man like I'm not I'm not I, how often do you drive down to Gilbert you know I mean how often well, do you my drive parents down? live in South Gilbert so well that would make occasionally but occasionally. even then it's like that's the thing right. like people don't know each other so the, the yeah. Agrotopia people who are doing good yeah. shit there yeah, totally. versus the Arcadia people versus yeah. like the Cave Creek people yeah. and the, like North Scottsdale people and like all like the different like they don't why know isn't each that, why other why isn't that connected why oh, I wonder why is that I'm, I'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I have this, this huge network party planned um, that I want to host here um, with uh, that I want to like, connect all the people I know with in music, art, beer, wine, and coffee, and cocktails, and probably get like 70 people in my backyard and like literally force connections to happen in a, in a, in a organic it's a great way. idea. No, that's a great like idea. A bougie, like, yeah. fucking art party with and try to get some uh, companies to sponsor, like, you know, coffee. Place yeah. that I know bring a, a cold brew cake. Do it as it. Let's and do it. Let's do it as a charitable too. Like kicking, kicking <coughs> it as a charitable. Like, hey, we're gonna. Oh, we're gonna that's a good idea. That's all you get. The, that's all you get. Your, your corporate dollars to roll through. Oh, that's Just a good it. idea. Hey, we're gonna do this as all as a nice. you know the homeless homeless <coughs> you know food bank local food bank which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I, I'm a big I'm a big believer in community that way. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, honestly, caring about somebody else right now is as important as ever. You know, like I don't I you know as a bar as bar people we forget that hospitality sometimes we touch so many people every day. You touch so many people. You meet more people every week than most people are going to meet all month yeah without honestly, by a long shot i mean kind of like in a, 
it can drain the fuck out. Oh my god, dude, that's that's a, that's only one part of it. I mean, yeah. but it can also elevate you. You you, mm-hmm. you realize you are it, a conduit it does both. for so yes, yeah. for sure. And it's but there is definitely a downtime thing. I mean, that's honestly the outdoors worked so well for me as a, mm-hmm. as a salve for that. Like it was such a filter for me, like a you know, like, yeah. like spraying out my my air filter in my my you know my my car. Like <laughs> I take five days and drive up to you know we take the truck and drive up to um. You know, we, I, I love going up to uh, some parks, some of the Red Rock stuff in Utah because it's like six hour drive. Yeah. But you have nobody up there. It's, it's pitch black at night. Nothing but the deer come out. You know, you can really just kind of like uh, disconnect. And then you come back and you're so much better in front of people because like, you've had yeah. no noise. You've had no one say your name every day. You know, how many people say, how, how many times do you hear your name a day when you're working? A lot. A lot. Yeah. It's a lot, man. It's it's tough. So, yeah. Well, and like you, you have to give so much of yourself to people throughout that, which I love doing. Yeah. But at some point yeah. it gets to to the point where you've drawn enough from that well where that well is a refill and you have to kind of take time for you. Like for me right now, I'm, I'm screaming to play guitar. I'm screaming to relax. But yeah. Being that I just moved, yeah. like I'm go go go. I can't. I don't have time. I have to get this stuff yeah. done. And I agree with you, man. I, I I know. I'm I'm guilty of it all too. We have yeah. to find that. We but you got to find the, uh, um, the peace time. You know that sure. the, the time that where you shut it down. I have a lo- I have a dog. I have a four year old lab that he's nice. kind of like. T- yeah, he's a great guy. He's, his name is Archer, and he's sort <laughs> of like, he's sort of my little like act like a human kind of thing. Like he teaches me to be more more humble about things. Like he because awesome. he he requires me to be on point every day, and mm-hmm. like he's. I, I don't have kids, you know, so I've, uh, and that's people who are parents have that connection to their kids. Yeah. And I love that. Um, for me, it's like a, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a kid light. Like it's not quite all the responsibilities <laughs> of a kid, but it's something, uh, it's yeah. something along the same lines. But enough something to give responsibility yeah, and oh, love for to. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he, he, he receives all that, you know, but yeah. anyway, he kind of keeps me, like, it reminds me of things. And I think that sometimes we have to remind ourselves that that's the, you know, that connection of being human to somebody else, to whether even it's just your dog. You know, Wallace m- met me when I came in. Wallace. Yeah, my roommate's dog, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, but I like that. Even if it's 30 seconds, I love that connection. Just, yeah, I'll just, I just, love the connection. I'll just pet on him for a little bit. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, and you get that oxytocin burst. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel yeah, good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Like, I, I'm a big believer in that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you're, you know, I also, even though I don't have kids, I enjoy I enjoy what's going on when I see a kid. Like I see the I see the you know the figuring out, the picking things up, the whole like oh yeah, like I remember that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think that's super cool. It's just something that I uh, that, but to the point of connecting with people, you know, I think it's finding those things. You know, it's like same with that feeling we have when we touch the dog. That feeling we have when you do something that is it's inherently built into our you know, our genes, you know, it makes us feel good. It releases yeah. a chemical. Yeah. And it feels it's right. It's making eye contact making with somebody. Eye, that's, you mentioned that. It's funny. That's <clears> why <throat> I moved. When I moved out here, that shocked me. Like, that was the most, like, it was like I had a straight O2 mask on my face after being, like, choking on carbon dioxide for years. It was like people <laughs> engaging each other facially. Like They don't do that in the East Coast? Well, they don't as much. They're just busy. You know, like, there's this, yeah. there's this head down kind of New York, Ugh. Boston mentality where it's like, yes, you can have friends your whole life in, in those cities. Like, when you make a friend, they're your friend. Like there's no wishy-washy nonsense usually that I remember, but to break down that barrier to get that friend was so hard. Like it was so like you just didn't meet someone. Like you wouldn't pass someone to say hello. And now again, I haven't lived back east in 23 years or 22 years, but it's yeah. still. I remember that being the biggest shock to me when I moved out. Of going to Tempe one day when I was just I just moved here and like 
Where'd you settle when you first moved here? You know, I lived just off of a, I lived right on the street, actually. I really? Lived, yeah, 28th Street in <clears throat> Thomas. Like, it was, Damn. it was a house we rented through a friend of a, the family, and, and I didn't know anybody here. Like, I literally had a, a fucking Saturn packed full of shit. You know what I mean? What, <laughs> what were you doing for work uh, I, prior? I, before I moved out here, I was pour, pouring drinks at a, like a, okay. a joint in, uh, in Massachusetts, okay. and I was trying to save money to move out here. I knew I wanted to go to ASU. I was like, hey, I want to get my doctorate at ASU. This is what I want to do. Looks so you beautiful. have your masters. Yeah, basically, I, I kind of have all the stuff for the the, the I have the starter the starter kit for a doctorate. I call it <laughs> like basically in, so, that's in history, right? Yeah, it's in history. My my undergrads in finance. I I was a bank guy for a while, and that, okay. and that was just didn't work for my who I was. Sure, um, makes sense. But it gave me some good skill sets, you know. No, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. it was help, helps. But um, <laughs> you know, passion passion wise, you know, like you talk about co- we were, all those people, all those categories of people you talked about coming over to hang out here. Are the kind of people that I think that I always thought I was a part of, you know? Oh, I can like see. coffee people, wine people, yeah. like passionate people who love what they do. Upon upon first meeting you, yeah. like that's like, I could I could sense that, but we never really like yeah, yeah. have gotten the time. I kind of view like you know human interaction as gravitating around each other. Yeah, and like right now you and I are yeah in orbit. You We're know? in orbit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. And like occasionally, that. you know, it was like once a year yeah. prior to that. So you it's think that's cool why that. you were? Uh, do you think that's why you do well behind the bar? I think that's why you excel behind the bar is because you have that. That, you, that feels right to you like you but, feel you're bringing someone into your because when someone sits down in front of you in your spot you know those two people whether it's my wife and I when we sat with you you brought us into your orbit and just yeah like, I'm going to control the gravity here I'm going to control how fast we move yeah. I'm going to control all this and it's I'm going to make sure this is an amazing thing like There's this is a, cool degree of, yeah because like I'm such a passionate person that like yeah. I'm like hey do you want to hear about it cool let's do it and like I'm I think my purpose in this life is to entertain whatever rate that might interesting. be interesting so being a bartender is huh. an entertainer you know, it, oh, 100%. so it's so creative, 100%. you know, as much as it beats up my body, as much as like, I'm in such a perfect, uh, situation for it right now. And the fact that I'm making amazing money and I have health insurance is like, yeah, it's, it's, I have a yeah. career right now and I'm able to well, fund. You have a doing. career. That's exactly. You said the terms you have a career that also, but it funds your life, man. Yeah. Like, look at the life you're building. Like this is like, I know guys who were pouring drinks when I was getting going at your age who were, who were, you know, we're not that doing it. There's 20 years between us, by the way, but they, yeah. I remember, like, I would have killed to have this whole scenario. Like, to have, like, wow, I'm living with three, two other guys. You know, this is what we're doing. Like, everyone's respectful of what they got. We've got music. We've got art. We've got booze. We've got, you know, like, yeah. all the things that are right. We love design. We love we love improving things. We love, mm-hmm. you know, improving ourselves. Yeah. It's so not, it's so not, um, you know, there's not a, uh, there's not a bad piece there, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you obviously, you watch movies? Are you a movie guy? Do you watch uh, a lot d- of film? It, it depends. Okay. Not, not as much. I, I, so it's Where, more music for you. You're more music. Are you more interested? So, so let me ask you this: So, if, if a, are you more excited about an album coming out or a, a, some a artist you're you are fond of having something drop on Spotify or, or going to see a new movie? So, if Tarantino new movie comes out or your favorite band drops an album, what's more important? So, I love Tarantino, <laughs> <laughs> but music for sure, a hundred percent. But uh, have you yeah. seen the new one? Have you seen once? In a I loved month? it. Did you see it? No, not yet. Oh. Keep, I, I, I see this when you get married. You can't go see movies by yourself anymore. You have to go see them as a, as a couple or else you're cheating. Like it's, like, it's, called, it's like movie <laughs> Does cheating. Does she like it? Tarantino? Oh, yeah. No, she's totally cool. down with that stuff. So we just haven't been a lot the time we bought. The same with you. We moved into a new house. It's one of those. Yeah. Okay. And Tarantino, you want to make a commitment of like, okay, I need the Sunday morning. I need, I need to be get there some, mentally. Yep. Yeah. I got to get my face in ready for, ready for some close-ups. Ready it, for came some out, it came out. Yeah. It came out my birthday. And so I made sure nice. that I was present for it. Uh, Good. I, I already knew I had that day off, so. But it's still music for you, so still it's still, music, it's still yeah. music. So like honestly, I've seen movies, but I like I like uh, I love Tarantino. I like my favorite movie ever is Mr. Nobody. Um, 
Really? Do you know that movie? I do know the movie. Fucking, yeah. just it speaks yeah. to me more than anything huh. else. It's just crazy because it's about choice. It's yeah. just about very good. The whole thing's about choice and love and romance, and that just strikes a chord in my heart. And then um, I love um, Miyazaki, like the like the Studio Ghibli. Um, yeah. Like uh, Howl's Moving Castle is one of my favorite. I have a tattoo from Howl's Moving Castle on my wow. Just like a little you spell. Do. Yeah. yeah. No I just I, that movie. I was on like a crazy acid trip, and it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. At, at, I had drank a whole bottle of Fernet. Accidentally, I was like, "Oh shit, where did that go?" Oh, How does shit. that accidentally happen? How I do you just kept drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's an accident. Um, I, it was probably three quarters it's, of a bottle. It's not like it was mixed in with chocolate milk. I, you know, I accidentally drank this whole bottle of no, Fernet. No, I, I purposely did it. Are you uh, still drinking Fernet though? Let's, let's let's. I don't love Fernet. No, Bronchamento is amazing. Bronchamento is amazing. Fernet, I'll do when I stomach is upset. I, I think you mentioned you mentioned tomorrow's and stuff that uh, I think that's interesting to talk about. Is that I think I find tomorrow. Um, or Fernet slash Amaro kind of shifting around is very much tells me a lot about what bartenders are doing in their life. Like, because everyone's had the Fernet experience. You know, t- 20 years ago, it was the Jägermeister experience, you know, but now it's the Fernet experience of like, okay, I, I drink Fernet, but I don't drink a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. He, you're handing me something here. Mm-hmm. This is my, uh, it's my like flagship Amaro. Okay, so we're flagship Amaro. It's called the number well, it's four. It's a perfect time for this to come into this conversation. We said for Amaro, I was like, yeah. cool. Yep. That's yeah. the, I was giving you the end there. That's what that was. <laughs> I knew I could count in, in, uh, in, in, sh- in show business speak. I gave you the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is good. Thank you. I like the viscosity too, actually, a lot. It's like, it's smooth yes. and light. No, no, no. Oh, I like, I love the lightness. That's my, if I one complaint about Maros, Amari sometimes is it gets, it sits on my tongue too heavy. And I yeah. Do. I wanted this to delicately roll off kind it of is, like it's good. a clove favored leather chair that you just licked. That's my kind of tasting note too. Yeah, I like. I've specifically trained. Like, I, I'm like the only time you ever see me get militaristic when I'm training people is about when I'm. I, I'm. I want to hammer them to get creative. Like, I want to. I want to smack them so hard that I want them to kind of get. No, no. Stop giving me the vanilla answer. Like, I want the real answer. You know that scene in the Dead Poet Society when he makes uh, Ethan Hawke stand up on the on the on the table and he covers his eyes and makes him do the you know describe it's been William Wordsworth. Twelve years since I've seen that. And so yeah, <coughs> it's, I, it's a bad reference I think relative to this point. But <coughs> the idea is you shock someone to 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 use their imagination in a way. I'm like, yeah. no, don't just tell me it's grass. Tell me what kind of grass. Yeah, like fresh mown grass. No, no, not fresh mown grass. What kind of grass? When your dad made you mow the lawn and you were hungover and you were seventeen, about like that smell of that. Grass. And you hit like, dog shit. Totally. Well, I keep giving it to me. Yeah. Then we ran over mint right after it. I hit my dad's like rosemary and mint patch, and then it smelled like dog shit and rosemary and mint. Like, yes. Now we're getting somewhere. That's where we start. Like, don't give, don't start with. Passion, I baby. taste vanilla. I'm like, come on, man. Like, that's what everybody fucking tastes vanilla. Yeah. That's boring. Like, yeah. Give, what? give us something else. Like, open up. Like, that's when I talk about pictures when you drink whiskey. Is like. Tell someone that picture. Make them find that picture. Yeah, going, close your eyes. Take your time because not everyone's ready to go. Like, no, do your process. You've tasted with Rich, right? Oh yeah, I love I love tasting with Rich. I just, just I could just sit and watch him taste and yep. t- talk about the experience. He's so and like he's humble about it. He's like, I'm just telling you how he's I feel. very methodical. He's methodical and he's humble and he's not. Yeah, he's not making a statement when he's tasting. He's just literally closing his eyes and tasting something the right and he's way. He's telling you how the whole experience will start mm-hmm. to end on his palate. I, it's so it's so like. It's so entertaining to watch. I'm like, dude, you have really honed this. You've obviously done oh, yeah. this a lot, you know. Sure. So it's cool. And not, people who don't do it a lot don't necessarily have that capacity yet. Yeah, um, it's a it's a muscle though. I think like anything else, it's like a muscle. You get used to using it. Oh you yeah. Get an idea Upon of, first taste of Old Forester, I was like, nothing was screaming. And then, because I, I, I remember we bookmarked yeah, yeah. it. I feel like this is a good time to talk about it. I I started getting like, um, almost.
almost mango. There's a touch of like yeah. There's tropical. There's tropical there. Tro- that's a tropical, and yep. then it finished with fennel, like a, like a fennel mm, anise, like I fennel seed, yeah. fennel seed, savory anise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, like good, good. Hundred percent. Um, and good. then like obviously like some some like fresh, really like really like almost like a carrot, carrot orange, kind of like that red yeah. kind of thing. Well, the thing about Forrester too is I just think that it's such an a, apple. It's, it's, it's an older flavor that we kind of dismiss sometimes because it doesn't have the sexy cask finish. It doesn't have you know. We, but you know they love old foe, man. You go to the Pendennis Club down in Louisville, like that's what they pitch. Like so, yeah. the, the guys who run that scenario, I was down there a few months ago, and they they gave me a they have their own barrel, but obviously because these guys are you know, it's that's the you know, the connected guys in Louisville, you know. The, oh the, sure. And so, but they old Forester for them is like that's just their house brand. It's what they yeah. do, and, and dude, and it's. And it delivers 16, 16 bucks a bottle for <laughs> the delivers. fucking 100 proof flagship stuff like I love it I love they it they're the first ones to use a bottle to yeah. put it in a bottle yeah first one to put whiskey in a bottle <laughs> isn't that crazy the first people to put whiskey in a bottle like what are we talking about that's like weird. that's yeah that's like you don't even think about that I stuff. forget like, that I forget about that t- that time yeah George Garvin Brown like he's the he was the man he's the he was the guy man like they so crazy they have such a great uh you know it's weird man when I go to Kentucky I have that like love and hate relationship like being from Massachusetts like I, I'm aware of the, the the inequities that happen in those in that culture but I'm also aware of how many cool things they've produced and what's going on in Kentucky is so cool like yeah. I've never met anyone in Kentucky who didn't treat me amazing like I, I, I whenever I go to the distilleries or whether I'm just hanging out in Louisville and Louisville's an older city but it's, it's a cool city man like it's a cool city it's got it's, it's weird oh it's definitely weird like there's no <clears> doubt about like that you're in the south but you're also in the midwest right it feels like the fucking Midwest. Like, what the f- well, it feels like weird. the Midwest is spilled uh, spilled across the river, and like it's, basically it's, just yeah, right. Spilled. I mean, it's because you have the people who are from Cincinnati. Like you find it, you fly <coughs> into Cincinnati, you actually find a Kentucky. I'm like, that's like, like the river is. I think the river. I think Kentucky owns up until like Indiana. Because if you go to, AB, did you guys go to ABM when you're done? You go to uh, American Beverage Market. So they no, so right I, across I, I the I river. Wish we would have. We yeah, they're time. they're amazing. By the way, that's an amazing trip too. They're the ones who usually take. You know, they're they're great friends of ours. That Mister um, Bill. Yeah, Bill's legit, man. He has one of my shirts with my face on it. He's like the. <laughs> he's like, this is so weird, and I'm like, it's yours, man. No, you want to talk about a guy you should have on the. Sh- uh, you should have a podcast with. You should talk. You should have. You have Bill come when Bill comes to town. Just tell me when I talk to him for two hours in here. Tell me we'll put some whiskey out, and he'll. Yeah. Like, this guy has stories like because he was building a freaking syrup brand in the '90s. That's like crazy. going all over the world, like bringing Real, bringing like Finest Call, bringing mm-hmm. all that stuff to master like, mixes, right? Master too. mixes, like so. That, I mean, the, if you look at the model of what they did and. George is a uh, you know the guy down in like when you, when you go down to see the facility. George is like the guy who kind of takes you around. He's the main the main dude okay. um, down there. You know, father started the whole thing, but they're just charming. Uh, you know, very they remember the guy remembered everyone's name. I remember bringing I was at a big distillery group down there. I'm like, hey guys, these are the people who are sponsoring us. We want to go up and I know this sounds weird, but we're gonna look at a, a drinks mixing company for two hours. Right across the river in Indiana, we're going to drive around. And we're just going to say, you know, it'll be two minutes. These guys are going to take us to lunch, but they're super friendly and you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And <clears throat> no one knows what to expect when they walk in there. I and mean, when you see the facility, it's like, it's clean. It's amazing. But they remember everyone's name. Like he, George literally ran down the list and like, I just met him. And like, you know, an hour later, he's like using me, t- calling me by my first name. And I'm like, that's a skill set. Like that, that's hospitality at a level that we don't yeah. learn in the East. Like we didn't learn that in the East. I didn't yeah. learn that out here. Like those guys in the South learned that. Like they learned how to do it. And that's, that's hard. <laughs> It's so hard. So I'll remember. I'll remember what kind of truck you sold like four years ago, and you know what. what Are you mod- a truck guy? You like trucks? No, not really. I no? don't care. I like. I like small SUV. I decided my next car. I'm gonna buy it cash. Is a Honda CRV, like a 2019. 
Really? I just... That was very specific. I drove by one the other day. I was like, yep, that's it. I've been waiting. I've been looking. I'm like, I know. I'll, I'll know. Is it Jetta yours out there? Is it Jetta yours? Uh, that's my roommate's. I have a Honey Elantra. I had a, I had a yeah. flash. I used to have a Passat. I, I, okay. I appreciate the, the Volkswagen. Passats are quick. My dad, yeah, my dad that was have one. fun. It was <clears> a fun. <throat> it was always in the shop, though. It was like a very German car. It was yep. like, it was like I needed to have the German guys working on it all the time. And that's, yeah, that was annoying. pricey, too. It was pricey. I don't mind it. I wouldn't mind a truck if I'm doing like if I end up doing what I will, like more, like more direction to the liqueur thing and like hauling things. Yeah, to, to dude, I could see stuff. you driving like a vintage truck. Is what, that was kind of what I meant. Okay. It was like I could see you with like a like a 1975 like pickup flatbed with the wood in the back uh, and like, that'd like be a barrel cool. truck. Like you should be driving a barrel truck with a that'd total awesome. remodeled engine. Like yeah. it's like like that's you're that you're that you're that guy. Like yeah, completely remodeled engine. Yeah. like yeah. you should have a friend. You like <laughs> you trade you trade basically booze and favors for. The work on the truck, like that's, you, dude. That's like how my network is starting to happen. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I see, I see organically what's being built. And I was like, oh, here's what you need to do. You just need to find a truck guy who can work on your truck. You find a truck, and guy. you just will buy you know, buy you like a four thousand dollar, yeah, we buy you a four thousand dollar Chevy, you know, pickup thing. Yeah, just, oh, that would be cool. Dude, drive the, the tow from here to there. The that's your line. Yeah, yeah. bitching like the pipes come off the side of it. There. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> and also part of me does get turned on by like a like a fucking new. F one fifty, just like yeah, the Raptor, styled yeah. out, just like Bluetooth everywhere. <laughs> like I don't know, something about that. I'm like I love they're that. They're fun. Yeah, I mean yeah. The, the the fun what thing. What do you drive? About, uh, you know, right now I have a Subaru. Nice. Which an Makes Outback. Sense. I want like the Subaru Outback is sort of like one of the, the cars I wanted forever because I could sleep in the back of it. I could like okay. I could pop the shell. I could do all the stuff with it. Um, uh, but I have a, I also have a truck that my wife drives. So we have a, okay. a Nissan Frontier that my wife drives. Oh, that, nice. That I've made like the, like that, that was trucks. my adventure. Yeah. I name all my cars too. You know, that's oh, like a, like a girl, like a woman. Yeah. I try not to do that <laughs> with a wife anymore because they get, they get jealous about that stuff. But well, um, it's, it's funny. Cause you're like the Millennium Falcon, I, that kind of thing. Okay. Like it's something something like cool. Yeah. yeah. Every girl I know names her, their, their car. Every girl I've ever like on a date oh, yeah. with her. I'm like, that's, well, what's your, you, you play guitar, right? Yeah. What's your guitar's name? I don't name it. You gotta name it. That's oh, why. Shit. You gotta name it. Like that's the whole thing. It's like, already named Taylor One Fourteen C. No, not the brand. You have to give it. Like you have to bleed on it. Like you have to hit it enough so eventually, like you know, like Lucille. You know, like BB King's is named Lucille. Yeah, sure. You know, like uh, I don't. I don't have that. Um, that drive to name my guitar. I don't know. It. Otherwise, I would. Like maybe I'm waiting for the right name to come around. And names shouldn't be. You know, you can't force a name. It's like giving yourself your own nickname. How do you feel about that? Oh no! It was mine. Mine was given to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how nicknames are given. Like, whether it's stinky or not, like you get stuck with it. That's how it works. (laughs) I'm Matt Stewart, and people call me Stewie. Are you okay with that? Yeah. What do you prefer you be called? Do you like? Do you like? Do you okay when I call you Stewie? Yeah, dude. I mean, like, it's it's one of those things that a dear friend uh, of mine had had named me. She's like, "There's too many Matts at this place where I got hired in." She's like, "We need a nickname for you." I'm about to pour you. I just poured. I'm about to. That first one was really damn good. I'm glad you like it, man. Um, <clears throat> the one I'm about to pour you is like my. What would um, what was your thing. process um, for making? For sorry for for, for the first one. For, uh, so this is like the f- the fourth iteration of okay. of the fourth iteration. So Mitch and I started them like last August. So it's like we want to make them more. I'll see what happens. And I'm the kind of person like when I want to do something, I go for it to the next level. Otherwise, I, I'm like, I've noticed that. Like, yeah. fuck yes or no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, podcast thing. I've kind of gone hard. and I can't wait to go harder. You yeah, know? no, you're, you've done a good job. Like, I can tell this is a, this is a commitment you've done. Yeah. And today I just. What's going on with the squirrel, by the way? I have to know what's going on. That was old CIA squirrel. Becky. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I got it in a white elephant gift exchange for our holiday party. And 
He's that's, pretty awesome. So I think he's sort yeah. of, just so you know, he's the way he's sitting here. I think he has to be part of, if I was to brand this podcast, I would probably put a squirrel on part of it just because oh, that's, a good that's idea. what's going on right here Dude, for me. That's funny because <laughs> the squirrel's name is Becky and my podcast is, is Tell Your Mom I Love Her. Yeah. Guess what my mom's name is? Becky. Yep. Jesus. Okay. Makes sense. Makes um, sense, right? Yeah. So squirrel's going to be hung up. I just didn't have time today to make that happen. No, no, no. I, I like where he's at right now. <laughs> he's 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 judging me. I feel like there's a side eye oh, going yeah. on. Oh yeah. Feel here. free to pet. I think it's a him. I don't know. I don't know what they, he identifies as anymore. So I don't want to. Huh. I, I misgender the squirrel. Taxidermy is always a, a, a weirdly maudlin thing uh, that I love, but somehow a part of me also detests it. Yeah. Like, same. <laughs> like I love and hate him. Like there's a fucking this poor fucking little bitch got killed, and now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I like, but it's also really cool. It's because I kind of like I want to owe this animal like some yeah. some credit, you know. No, and it's like sure. a, a little shrine for, sure. for him. Yeah, no, I think that's a. Her, I, have, I have a fish. Them. I have a fish. My only taxidermy is a fish on a wall. I have a, <laughs> a gigantic fish I caught up in up in Sholo. And I, oh yeah, I love. I another thing I love about Arizona is I love that how. Yes, it's a desert, it's, but it's a Sonoran desert, and there's mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen things in Arizona that and uh, that I've never seen anywhere else in the world that are, are amazing. You know, like yeah. you've, uh, and not just animals. Like I have an, uh, uh, I've had more mir- I've had more miracles, things that I think of as a miracle. I've seen more miracles in Arizona than I've ever seen anywhere. Really, else. like yeah. what? I just in general, like I see things like you know what. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's some beautiful things that have happened in Arizona that, that, that I'm, you know, I can be in a creek bed up on the rim in the middle of blast for a summer, you know, where it's 115 in the valley, and I, and all of a sudden I've slept the night up at Tonto or or, <clears throat> or, or you know Sharps Creek or somewhere up on the rim, and, and I wake up in the morning and it's chilly and there's steam rising off the river or just the creeks and like the uh, everything's alive and you're like. This yeah. is all alive right now, and only a few miles down the road, it's not alive. Like it's 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 ugly. It's hot. It's miserable. Yeah. It's like so that that stuff's a miracle to me. Like I see that, and I'm like, that's. Um, you know, I I smell the desert. Like when I go out, I've done some really great hikes where I've I've felt miserable. Like you got to be with someone who really likes hiking yeah. to have those kind of revelations. Sometimes where it's like, hey, we're hiking on a fossil creek. It's gonna be a pain in the ass. It's gonna be miserable. When we get down there, we're gonna get these clear, cool pools, mm-hmm. and it's gonna you're gonna get this, you know, light bulb moment. Yeah, and absolutely. It's I, cool I, I want light bulb moments. You know, like I, I want more sure. of those in my life. Like I want yeah. flashing bulbs <clears throat> all the time. Like especially as I get older, I want more of those. I want to because they remind me of stuff. You know, I talked about Bali with you before yeah. we got on you know recording, and I think mm-hmm. Bali is a good example of some place I think you should go. I also say this to a lot of people who I, you know, whose opinions I appreciate, and some people who I know like things. Yeah, um, like tactile things and like feelings, like things that come through. Um, you know, Bali's one of those only places I've ever felt where I, I felt smaller than I was. You know, it happens to me in Arizona when I'm outdoors, like you're in the canyons or you're up on a mountain, you know, your Monument Valley or you're wherever you feel small. Yeah. You know? But you can be in Bali and feel small, but you feel part of a bigger thing. Like you feel part of something like it. I don't know how to explain it entirely. Like I'm coming up with the short words there, but sure, no, no, I, I get, I kind of, I get those experiences a lot. Like, I don't know if, are you, I don't know how I mean, you're obviously a spiritual person. I'm sure. I, you've I, yeah. I'm not faithful, but I, I, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't follow us a, a faith, but I, 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 I know there's something there. Like I, I'm, I'm aware. There's another for sure state we can get into without a doubt, <clears throat> without yeah, a doubt. I can I tell just, uh, without a doubt, you know, um, probably, you probably, trip before I would assume. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoy, it's been a long time, but I enjoyed yeah. the process. For me, it was always natural. It was never an acid trip. It was always a mushroom. Something. It was always a mushroom trip. Yeah. It was always fun stuff. I had some friends. My, my original introduction to the West was due to mushrooms. Like, okay. I, um, was a combination of, Hey, there's this, 
person you know, you love. We're going to go out and go skiing and have some fun. And you might want to see what they have. Like they've got some great things that help to elevate your mind. And, you know, <laughs> two or three days later, you know, you're do, we're doing a moonlight ski down, uh, you wow. know, uh, down, uh, you know, in, in Colorado <laughs> with, you know, a full on, you know, Ma- thing. there's one of those magic moments for sure. For sure. Without That's, a doubt. No, um, oh shaped, shaped a lot of who I uh, shaped my idea of the West. And that was 25 years ago. It, wow. It shaped my idea of uh, okay, and mushrooms I, back then. Shit. Yeah. Can you believe it? Huh? <laughs> can you believe it? Um, but you know, it's, I think it didn't cost as much actually. It yeah. cost exactly as much. Um, damn. But I always it, give them away for free if I have them. It's great when they do. I mean, it's, uh, I had a, sh- when I was a time in, in my life when I had a bowl in my, in my living room uh, that I, you would just, yeah, grab a, grab a, grab a handful, man, grab a handful, man. I'm <laughs> just get your board and let's get your, get your ass in the car because we're going now. Oh you man, know? that's that awesome. was, that was lifestyle back then. It yeah. was like, Hey man, grab your skis. We're going now. And yeah. Go. But, uh, but there's all these mushrooms. Yeah. Just grab a handful. It's good. You know, cool. Put them in your pocket. Put, yeah. Put them in yeah. your pocket. Exactly. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I, I definitely uh, have had my, my fair share with them. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, those kind of that kind of helped open me up to truly experiencing a spiritual kind of thing like that, where you're at a place like Bali, and yeah. you're like, "What's your most spiritual place? Where do you have that connection?" Oh man, do you physically have a place, or is it uh, yeah, or? Asheville, North Carolina, probably oh, the most great, great town, the best, great the town. best. I, I I would love to have property there and live there. I mean, um, unlike anywhere else, there's just something about. Just riding that Blue Ridge Parkway, where yeah. you that drive. Yeah, great, mount, great outdoor town too. You and can tie into so much shit there. The river's right the, there. The south, the south in general gives me that feeling. Really, um, that's interesting. Yeah, this the the green and the humidity. I feel alive. <laughs> yeah, no, I, for sure. I get it. I love the desert. I love where yeah, I live. But totally. there's a degree of like actual <clears throat> physical environment that really is detrimental to like my overall state. Oh, and I so get it. that's why I have all the I plants in my room and the humidifier in my room and like yeah no I get I it I want wet green yeah. all the time I don't care what it's do you like, feel about so what's your so is that is Asheville your city is that your your, your go to spot I mean my so we I was you know born in California yeah. moved out here when I was uh, ten and a year later my rest of my dad's side who we were closest with moved there and um, so we uh, we spent you know we we go out there at least every year or two and so just kind of in a place where I've we're definitely gonna polish this bottle a lot I love that well that's obvious yeah yeah here hit me I need to catch up a little bit just but I um, say I was like yeah that was that was a guarantee yeah there's only a few fingers in there anyway yeah. I'm glad yeah. to be finishing it with you just man enough, just enough to be polite I like to say <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so we're just going out there and like just as I've you know grown I'm just, I realize I'm like I know where I want to be and like yeah. I know where I I want to uh, ideally is the ideal because I I have too many connections in Arizona to leave. It's, it would just be the dumbest thing for me to do. It doesn't feel right. I you know. know. No, you. Uh, that's that's called being. That's not allowing your passions to make you do something that's unintelligent. Yeah, because I'm I'm following through all, all my passions right you now. Are. I just announced a new show that I'm putting on. Yeah. And performing it, and I'm you know being able to like collab on liqueurs with local producers. Eventually, this that's gonna, awesome. The next year is hopefully I might even have my own own thing. That's like part of like whether it's underneath someone else's yeah, brand or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like being able to create something for people, right? And then creating is nice, isn't it? Yeah, and there's so many avenues. There, um, for sure. That's the whole beauty of being creative is that you can take whatever medium, you, yeah. Yeah, you choose the compass point. Yeah. Go at that point. Yeah. Know? And so anyway, so that like being able to like be in Arizona offers me those those cha- those uh, uh those um uh, connections, right? Yeah. But if I moved out there, I wouldn't have it. There's not really an industry. It's, it's for probably not right. It's probably just not you know, to be open with you. It's just probably at the time of your life right now. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Like you're yeah. probably talking five years. Yeah. Where you're like, it'd be nice to own a home in each. Yeah. That's the whole point. Well, at least have access. So you're. Yeah. So you're. You're. There's no. There's no barrier. There's no. 
hey, there's no rear barrier. There's no way, you know, there's no, um, it doesn't seem, feel weird to go between house to house. Yeah. Uh, whether you're doing Stewie in North Carolina or you're doing Stewie in Arizona, it should be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a question of when, you know what I mean? It's just a yeah. question of how that happens. Yeah. You know? I mean, so that's great college there too, man. Like, it's, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of college towns. I think there's a, there's a, th- a thought process that, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm an academic person by trade. My dad was a teacher. My mom was a teacher. Okay. And, you know, my dad's a, a jazz musician and been a musician his whole life. He was a band director for like 35 years. You know, yeah, and that movie, Mr. Holland's Opus is really just about my dad. Like that, that was oh, my dad's okay. in our hometown. Like when I, I grew up for years, like I couldn't walk on the street and not have someone stop me and go, you're Mr. Chrissy's son, right? And like, oh, yeah. What's your like, I don't know who you're, what's your dad's name? John. Oh, it's John. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a junior. That's the whole thing. Okay. But he was, uh, he was that guy in our town. Like he was the guy who taught everyone to play an instrument. He was the guy yeah. who like, you know, was just very, very well respected, very well liked, you know. That's but we awesome. had a, um, we had a house with music. It was a music house. It was a, you want to, you want to play something? You know, pick it up. It's right over there. Yeah. You know? And we had instruments. I remember my dad brought home a synthesizer, which was a big deal in the late seventies. and Sure. Like a synthesizer is a fucking huge deal. Like, you know, you know what that, you know, imagine being in a recording studio, the boat, the, but the board looks like, yeah, that's what those synthesizers looked like in all the seventies. cables. Yep. And all that like shit, man, all that shit hooked up to t- two or three big amps mm. or speakers. Yeah. And, but, um, it was a, it was that kind of culture that my dad, you know, kind of fostered and my mom fostered that were like, we want you to be artists. If you want to be artists, we want you to be businessmen. If you want to be businessmen, we want you to be who you, we want you to be you. That's what my parents are too, man. It's called being a parent. That's that's the yeah. right parent. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the fairways. Fuck yeah, keep dude. that shit in the fairways. Like, don't yeah. do this. Don't do that. You know, treat people. There's there's some core values I think that like you know, and I don't ever like to get down this path with anybody, but like, I love when I see people who who express themselves with their kids, but do it in a way that they're humans. Where like they realize they're raising little humans. Where they're like, hey man, this is how we do this. You know, like, I've seen some uh, I've, amazing parents out here that I've been like. That's not how my dad would have done it, but that's that's a great you know that kid's gonna be yeah he gets it yeah you're letting that person be the be a that person, person. Yeah. be a person that's, that's but giving them a fair way giving them the, hey because we all want that need direction you need structure we, need we all need discipline it, you know? yeah that's I mean, really we cool. need the recipes right at toe like, yeah. we need the recipes like yeah. you need to know it and, like that's the same thing with I, when I do anything like hey man I know we just have to do this this way because other people are gonna follow us and we know that they're gonna follow that you know we're leaving the breadcrumbs this is how yeah. they have to follow us you know yeah so, which is cool. Fuck yeah, man. Cheers to that. Yeah, cheers, brother. And eye contact when you cheers. The new thing I learned recently. Always. Eric Glomsky that got me onto me. Always. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but not uncomfortable, like eye contact. Remember, there's like yeah. there's eye contact and there's uncomfortable eye contact. Just like a, a greeting. Like, mm, yeah. cool. Super heavy eye I contact. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to like, while you're drinking, stare at them. <laughs> Over the glass. Yeah. <laughs> two hands. Two, two hand glass cold is so sketchy. <laughs> I do it all the time to make Libby laugh. It definitely is. A, it's amusing when a, when a grown man actually, actually, yeah. It's okay. As it has it's been hitting air for me, I haven't. Yeah, this, it, it warmed up a little bit too. I think it warmed up a little bit and opened up a little it's bit. It's just apple. It's funny how you mentioned that the, the coldness when you like I because I tasted a bunch of whiskey this year, so I tasted a barrel on January second. I flew out to Kentucky on January after New Year's Eve. Got up in the morning, flew out and did a barrel pick on that next day. <sighs> Where it was in uh, seventeen ninety two. So okay. we, I, I was. I with wish I would have gone that one too. But it was so. Cold in that goddamn rick, dude. It was oh. forty degrees tops, and we, we had like six tastes out. We're doing the whole thing, and I was like, you know, oh, I, you're in the rick. We're oh. in the rick tasting. We did the barrel pick in the rick. It wasn't in a special room. It was just. Re- so we did a jack, but it wasn't. It was reasonable. But then the one at Heaven Hill was like in the cold. Had to stand outside because it was like. 
Cold. Yeah. So you're really in the cold. We're in the <laughs> just, just like holding a cold glass. That, that was the last time I did a double handed, like, like looked like a four year old holding his, oh, yeah. his sippy cup. You have, you have to because it's like, like, this is so cold. I'm like, okay, I, I want barrel number two. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. I'll go somewhere where it's warm, you know? But, yeah. But that being said, I mean, that's the Ricks at Heaven and the Ricks at Barton are, this is something I just love talking to people about is like the, because you know, it ties in some film stuff too. You know that end okay. scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know, when, when Raiders. Dude, so the end of, when 15, he, 20 years. So the end of Raiders, when they take the Ark and they box it all up and they roll uh-huh. it into the, they roll into this big warehouse. They basically, the government is taking control of the, the Ark, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, after Indiana Jones takes it from the Nazis, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> he rolls, he, they, the government takes it and rolls it in this huge warehouse, just like goes on forever. You know, it's just like, it's cavernous. You know, these kids keep going and going and going. It's just stacked upon stacked upon stacked. That was the Rick house at fucking Barton. Like we walked into this Rick house and I was like, how big is it? And I've been in lots of Ricks. I, like I'm not, uh, oh, like, well, I'm not the guy. Like, hey, there's a bunch of barrels here. Like it was like, like, I'm like, how many Ricks are here? I'm like, we walked for 20 yards and took in two left turns and we're still nothing but barrels. I'm like, it was so big. And it was on a, the light was on a, a, a motion sensor. So when we okay. got to the point where we were, like it just kept, the light just kept shutting off on us. So we're pitch black. It's like 40 degrees, pitch black at like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and this Rick like holding a Barton, holding like 25 cask strength barrel picks. And I'm like. But you uh, don't feel scared in the, like you, like. No. Because there's this whiskey or something about, sure. like, if you're in a, a, a building like that that's empty and, like, maybe I didn't, a, yeah. human, a human died in there a few times, like, <laughs> you, you feel a little weird. Yeah, you do. But that, like, there's just something kind of, I don't know, something comforting about it. I don't I agree. know. No, I think weird... all, that, all that stuff sitting down and aging makes me makes me feel good. Like, yeah. It makes me feel, it puts me at ease. It, uh, yeah, there's it a weird a weird experience. Do you, like a, do you like libraries? Are you a library person? Like, yeah. You, you like that cool, that calmness when you walk in like the long <gasps> row of racks or whatever. I like. don't go to enough libraries. I like going to half price books down the street. Oh, that works too. Yeah, I love. Books are good. Books smell good, right? Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck Kindle shit. I'm sorry. Books smell so good. Yeah. Kindle's good for traveling. If you don't want to have like 16 books in your backpack, I like carrying those. It was a long man. time. Yeah, I had to too, man. I get uh, you. I get you. Just, I bought so many like the pulp purist. fiction shitty like books over the years, like in airports going, all right, I'm buying this. I'm going to freaking just, it'll be dog ear by the end of the trip, but I'm going to buy it. So you know? I have a few questions I need to, I yep. need to know. Uh, first one, I'm going to ask them both and we can get to the second one after you answer the first. Okay. Two part. Uh, is it a two part question or is it? No, a, it's just like what music interests, like top, topic. top five, if you can name them or at least, oh, at least two that kind good. of float around. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. And then, I love that. Uh, authors, books, what kind of like style, like, like I guess, uh, oh. like genre, I guess. Well, you're, vef- you're definitely, uh, you're touching the things that, uh, I love talking about too. Yeah, okay. Sweet. Uh, no, I love talking Squeaky. about that stuff. Sorry, um, uh, music wise, uh, I keep a pretty, like I said, being from a, a musical house, we were always pretty, you and I talked about the Beatles and some stuff before we went on, on online, but um, I mean, I, I, I'm a big rock guy. Like, I love rock and roll. Like, I love the purest, uh, the purest nature of rock. And that can be any style of rock and roll. Like, it can be classic rock, whatever that is. And it can be... Anyone you know, that screams out Yeah, to like, uh, well, I like White Stripes. I like, I love Jack White. I'm okay. a big fan of the Black Keys. Like, as far as contemporary people who are making music right now that I think matters, um, yeah, I, I I've enjoyed a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's come out of Nashville in the last few years. Like the guys who are making music down there, like being Jack White, being the Black Keys, people who are recording down there, I think are doing some some cool <coughs> shit. Um, mm-hmm. We've gotten into, and again, but I also like like Amelda May. Like I like I like that style of music. But I mean, my top who? five, Amelda May. She's a kind of like a jazzy kind of. Yeah, bluesy kind contemporary of contemporary. Yeah, she's okay. contemporary. Okay. Yeah, she's got some cool stuff out there. Okay, um, cool. But ro- I do listen to a lot of rock. I mean, Led Zeppelin's still the it's still the Bible when it comes to things for me. Like okay. I, I love Zeppelin. I'm a huge Jimmy Page fan. Um, yeah, I like anyone I can talk guitar with. 
like we used to used to have jokes. Uh, one of the guys I worked with at Second Story when I opened Second Story was a guitarist. Uh, do you know JT Tillman? He was a guy. He was he's in town. He's a local guy. He ran um, the oh. Boca. Like he probably Mill Avenue for a guy. Know you know, you recognize him. I'm sure he's a good guy. Anyway, he's a guitar guy, and he he worked with me on the on the um, on the bar, and we used to always have like best guitarist, like living or die, living or dead, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. We, we had some a great playlist going on one night and, and some guy had made some comment about a guitarist that we didn't agree and we both were like stop mid-pour being like are you out of your mind I'm like my Jimmy Page is still alive it was like best living guitarist and it was that um, kind of stuff I was like you know Jeff Beck's still alive like Jimmy Page is still alive you know, yeah. Eric Clapton's still alive like you can't say these people are better yeah. than this person you know are you a Zappa fan? I like Zappa. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that style. Like I love, I love his. Yes, yes, yeah. I love boom, that. Boom, 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 yes, boom. Um, you know what's funny is I, I listen to. I've done, have a, I've had stations with all of the big bands. Like I think I've had the sessions right. You know, because same to you. I probably like when I get something, I go all in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going all in. I'm learning all about this guy. Yeah. You know? Let's watch the biography. Let's read this. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's find out what the inspiration was, and I want to get into the in source material. Like, I want to sure. find source stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the last really good show I saw that was, but I love I love going to see shows. Black Keys are typically my wife and I've been listening to for like we cool. when they come to town we go see we go see them. You cool. know? And they they've they're, they've changed a little bit for us, but I still think that's a good band for us. I yeah, I like, to, I, I like Dan Auerbach. I yeah. love Dan Auerbach. His solo yeah. stuff's really cool. Yeah, his I like that style a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, I enjoy compilation a lot. Like I enjoy when someone puts together a soundtrack. Like I've I've really been a big fan of soundtracks. Meaning like when someone. As a, is able to compile music from different sources. Like, I love the Coen Brothers when the Coen Brothers make a movie. Mm-hmm. I love how they get you know, T Bone Pickens to come in and do all the music, or they get someone to kind of give you an idea yeah. about what the genre is supposed to be like. And it's all over the place. Uh, uh, there's a show on H, uh, Netflix called Peaky Blinders. I've uh, heard about this. I've never seen it's it. It's good. It's good. Is it's it like about. It's like, about like blues or something. No, 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 it's like prohibition era, like uh, you know, England, like in Birmingham. Oh, okay. They're like they're like run- numbers runners and kind of like it's oh, kind of okay. like a story, like an arc story about their development of this this kind of like post World War One kind of gypsy, you know, gypsy kind of mobster culture in England. Oh, okay. Really, you, you'd probably dig it. Actually, it's pretty good. But yeah, the music's I've excellent. Heard the name. You know, you okay. get a lot of a lot of that style kind of stuff, like Nick Cave. Um, you know Iggy Pop, like there's oh, okay. there's some good there's some good sounds and that come out of that. Um, but yeah, no, I love I love that. Um, I like anything that's got that bluesy kind of funk to it. You know, what I mean, like I've seen a lot of cool bands too over the years that I've just been like. But I've also been to some great hardcore. I was a metal guy back in the day. I used to have really long hair and uh, okay. You know, what were you into for metal? Oh well, Doc and Rat, you know Motley Crue, all okay. the all the metal, you know, the metal yeah. gods basically. If yeah. you listen to Hair Nation, whatever would come through in Hair Nation on the XM would be. Oh, okay, the, I mean the, back in nineteen late eighties when I was in high school, and uh, that's how you. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That's how you got laid. I mean, that's. <laughs> 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 I mean, you grew your hair out. You you wore a jean jacket without a shirt on. And the you, amazing things that we do to see yeah, laid. Yes, oh, it's amazing. God. Well, I also think that's why they got invented the guitar, right? Was so ugly guys could get laid, right? And that was the that's yeah. why. I mean, it's so silly. But it works for it's humans. Real. It's part of it. Hey, man, it's like a peacock with its feathers, right? I mean, yeah. every animal's got its thing you got to do. Oh, yeah. like, every animal's got a little dance you have to do before they mate. You know, but your ass as soon as I got covered in tattoos, just went. It's amazing, huh? <laughs> Shock. Shocking when you choose a camp. What? 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 what just being the camp people. Fo- the camp followers <laughs> that come along. You know, um, people are like this guy's cocky with his tattoos. Yeah, fuck. It's not yeah. true. It's, it's accurate. I like boobs. It's accurate. <clears throat> I like well, boobs. It's okay. It works. Yeah, it works. You like what you like. Well, everyone does. That's. It's, yeah. it's like saying you don't like chocolate or you don't like Disney. 
You're like, yeah, yeah, well, everyone does a little bit at least. Yeah, yeah, course. at least li- you're you're lying to yourself and everybody else if you don't say at least a little something about it that didn't appeal to you. You know, <laughs> um, but music wise, yeah, like I, st- <laughs> I still listen to a lot of classical. I still think I still think Beethoven's one of the first rock stars. I think Mozart's one of the first rock stars. Oh, yeah. like, I think if you listen to the way they they did music, if you listen to their stories and you listen to what a symphony actually is and all the things you have to know it's to crazy. make a symphony. Oh yeah, it's beyond. I mean, it's and beyond a lot of it was just written down before yeah, for they sure. Even, Hundred percent knew it. Yeah. And, and Beethoven's story is even amazing, more amazing because he can't hear it at the end. <sighs> but um, Crazy. you know, uh, literature-wise, it's funny. I was just I, I thought about this when I was driving over here to talk to you that I wanted to make sure I talked about you know that Salinger's J.D. Salinger's always been a big part of who I. So I know that name. I'm not familiar. Well, with. Well, Catcher in the Rye, you know oh, that, okay. that kind of so that sort of like that seminal that seminal youth novel in the fifties um, that they, they still teach in high schools. That sort of the thing. Yeah. So Salinger's a big deal for me, and like. Um, in modern people like I love reading a lot of stuff about you know adventure writing or someone like John Krakow who writes you know Into the Wild or mm-hmm. or, uh, or you know something about an Everest expedition or um, you know that kind of thing I, I obviously classical I, I've enjoyed reading I like John Updike a lot I enjoy Norman Mailer a lot um, I'm trying to think of people who I regularly read that I enjoy um, reading is also something I I wish I had more time for I just same just don't I can't I have to be very specific it's like it's almost like I'm slicing pieces off of a, off of a piece of meat like the well, butcher there's like physical time and there's mental time I think that like you I'm, I I have plenty of physical time to read but mental Malcolm t- Gladwell I, I, he's probably the see one I know all these names I just, I'm just not familiar with like, it's, you gotta read them like that's yeah. the whole thing it's like it's, uh, I make a point every day like two things I do in the morning every, every morning are I read the New York Times and I, I walk okay. my dog Cool. Uh, well, obviously, the stuff we do as humans to get up in the morning. But I mean, like other than those things, those are your two rituals. Like, two rituals I know are how I'm making coffee. What time like, do you get up? Uh, about five. Co- oh shit! What kind of coffee do you make? Uh, I hand pull espresso every morning. Actually, nice. I have an ROK, uh, ROK English hand pull machine that I grind. Co- I grind. I, I like the ceremony. My wife is like, "I'm buying you a Keurig." I'm like, "Don't." I don't want a fucking Keurig. Keurig's I, the I, worst. If I wanted to push a button and have something come out, I would go to the fucking the Jetsons and do that. Like, <laughs> I don't want that. Like, yeah. I want to touch things. I like. The, I like the process. She's like, "Well, you don't like making coffee for me, like, because I have, I make coffee for both of us. So I pull a shot." I put some creamer in. I add water. I have a whole thing I go through. You know, mm-hmm. so she gets a cup of coffee in the morning. That's actually like something you'd be like. What kind of beans do you use? Uh, it depends. It depends. I usually use a blend. I have two types. Um, usually a dark roast and a medium roast. Okay. Uh, depending on any, where I'm any, sourcing. Any one in particular. I've been getting some stuff. Um, God, there was a place I was buying from stuff from in Oregon that I was ship. I was buying stuff from that I was using. I can't remember. Like Misto Box or something. Yes. Or? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Through them. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I like. I'm a huge fan of beans in general. Like I was in Nicaragua like ten or twelve years ago, and I awesome. got. Oh, I fucking love Nicaragua. Nico's a great trip too. But yeah. I, I highly enjoyed. Anybody who wants to go, who loves rum, and loves coffee, and loves being. We're at this level in America. We want to be a little more slower. Like you got to get you fly into Managua and you got to get out of Managua. But as soon as you get into the countryside of Nicaragua, it is lovely, cool. wonderful people, sweet, but great coffee. Like okay. that's where I first ever learned about roasting a bean. Like we had, we spent three or four days with this guy who just had a roastery. We just like <coughs> all I wanted to do was smoke smoke cigars and drink rum and freaking you know look at girls. The life. Like, yeah, I'm like what a, what a terrible existence you have done, yeah. you asshole. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> in the area of the world with the most concentrated amount of life. <laughs> Huh? Above ground, but I guess. But Costa yeah. Rica, Nicaragua, Panama. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's insane. Paddleboarding in Panama. I mean, dude, that's a great. <clears throat> wow, that's a great way. To It'll go happen start. eventually for me. You'll do it, dude. You got, you got a lot of runway to go do that. Stuff. Yeah. This, the whole thing is, that I always, I tell a lot of people too, when you get into the business and you start making a little bit of money, 
you start having some stuff, mm-hmm. make a list right now of the things you want to do over the next 20 years. Right now, write it down, and then spend the next 20 years in checking that list. Yeah, Swiss Alps is the first thing. Oh. So I can, I can probably be okay with never traveling again if I just do that. Really? This is what, yeah. I Swiss just, Alps. Where does that come from? What's the what's the <laughs> aesthetics, man? Just like, like, white billowing clouds, and, and you know, with the blue sky backdrop and this these fucking huge peaks on each side, going down, and you can see the layers of as the trees start to mm. you know, alpine the trees, the alpine the trees end, yeah. and then it's like green grass and then this little quaint village in the middle it's just I'm like oh my god I want the coolest cheeses and the coolest liqueurs I want to go out and pick my own gentian you, you, you got to go yeah get your own uh, dude the cheeses and we were in we were in that little corner a couple of years ago and it was like that I was with the guys from uh, Back Bar Projects. You know, David Munoz. I don't know if you know David. And David Munoz and those guys from Back Bar. Like, I, mean, I think I met someone from that. They're they're good. They're good guys. You know, they take. They're s- they're they're what they're um Beagle. They're yeah Beagle. They've got they're Jafar. Uh, oh, they're Jafar as well. Yeah, Worthy Blue Park. Estra. Worthy Park. Okay. Westras. Yeah, they they import very thoughtful products. For oh sure. yeah, Soto Por Siempre is oh. one of my favorite spirits. It's fantastic. Just in general. Yeah, shit, Chino Chino is, I mean, yeah. I did a, I remember we were in some Cocktails with tiny village in France and those, they were with the, we were with the people, the family that made, makes Chino Chino, the Bijolet family, they were taking us out for lunch at this tiny hotel and they gave us bone marrow and I was like, we're doing bone marrow luges for sure. I'm like, there's no, like, this is what I do with rye whiskey in America. Here's what we're going to do with your spirit right here in France. That's right. Amazing. And the, the woman was like. She was. She had a good grasp of English, but she didn't really understand what I wanted her. To, I'm like, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna put that bone luge thing in my mouth. I want to, and you're gonna hold it up, and you're gonna pour that fucking shot of Chino Chino down my throat. <laughs> Got a great video of it though. But it was oh, one of those. Uh, it was one of those like, okay, I get it. Like I, I understand why you, wh- you know. What do you know? All of what they what goes in that that product? Oh my God, there's so many so many herbs and yeah. so yeah. It's, I know like clove, gentian. Yep. Well, obviously orange their stills are what's sexiest about their like they run these old ass like 120 year old like they just look like if it was an airplane or a car it would be like a, a motor like you're turning it with a okay. rod to get it going you know what wow. I mean? like it just it looks right man like it just it looks it smells right it's right in the like, I mean it's tucked into the chambray so it's right in the right yeah. in the, the foothills there so you got that Vermouth right in that triangle there. yes exactly the Vermouth zone exactly you oh. got Dolan's right there you know you got everybody doing their thing and, and I can't wait to do that dude you, you would you would blow, oh, that shit would blow your mind over have there. you made a Vermouth before I've never made a Vermouth I've done some bitters before but I've, I would love to make a Vermouth at some dude, point it's fun it's easy as fuck it's super easy I don't it's, mean to try to be like detest but I, mean, I don't know the right word would be to, to put it dumb it down but I mean it's, it's kind of the, and there's many methods you can do. I miss, I made one of the first one I did. I was like, holy shit, I can do this. Like you just balance it does, out. Right. Does it um, is it like a long a long, like latency period? Like a bitter, it bothered me if a bitter. I had to lay it down so long to get it to yeah, go right. And six it just, days, so it has to have wormwood in it. I did like 24 different things. I can pull up a spreadsheet, everything I put in there. But I had a bunch of herbs <laughs> from the garden, fresh, bunch of dried, yeah. bunch of fresh citrus, bunch of dried citrus. Um, you know, I kind of just went. I went for like a. This one's good. Yeah, I have another one for you to try. Yeah, that was really good. Ready. Man. I'm glad it's you so liked floral, it. man. Like really, a lovely, lovely nose on it. Yeah, I want it to just be soft and delicate. It's you, you hit the you hit the mark with it for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to. Uh, I have I have a lot of stuff working. I've got no chino working right now. Um, nice with Arizona walnuts. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I've scored a huge bountiful crop up in <laughs> o- up in Oak Creek. Oh man, it was such a beautiful. Really, that that's a big spiritual moment. That was an intense for me. Yeah. Okay, so I'll give you a little. I think I may already tell this story I love on Oak here. Creek. 
Oh yeah, love it's love magical. Love it. Yeah, especially in winter that. when it's snowing. It's yeah, I like getting just just north. I like where where, where Oak Creek is fed. Yeah, I like getting just north of that. Oh, like okay, fucking right where at the top. Yeah, so fucking so. Awesome. I had been turned on to uh, Arizona walnuts by Eric Glomsky. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And who I've grown closer to as of late, and. Uh, uh, he told me about him, and I know how to identify him. And so I was searching, and I I, I got turned on. Actually, I know prior to him, I got turned on by the Easy Wilderness guys because they had a, a beer yeah. that they brewed with walnut. I just and had lunch down there for the first time a couple oh, days ago. Bomb! It was really bomb. Super good. It's, all, <laughs> it's real good beer, man. I, I, Dude, again, I, I I love any place that serves me beer. I can get eight ounce beers. Yeah, because that's right around my speed. Like, because I can try like three or four of them. Yep. And I'm not gonna get fucking bloated. You, you, me, in the same alley. Because then I'm in the end, like, <clears throat> once I have three or four beers, I'm always like, can you just distill this down to whiskey, and then I can drink more of it. Can like, you cook it? Cook can it. You please <laughs> just throw this back in the still. I'm looking. Oh, sorry, it doesn't mean the still. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that completely. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's hard to drink a lot of beer. I like pilsners a lot. I oh, they're like, so good. Yeah, yeah. pilsner or kale's my favorite. No, he, oh god, I have dude. some in the fridge right now, but. Pilsner Pilsner Kells a great beer. Good the for original you. Pilsner. Good for you, the man. OG like, that's Pilsner. A, that is a great to see. That's a, a guy your a guy your age is picking oh. up the Pilsner Kell. Like that shit. When when I was when I was first when I was your age, and I was twenty six and kind of just getting when I was out of Sierra Nevada, out of Bass, like getting out of the the big box yeah. craft beer. Pilsner was one of those first ones. Like, what is this? I'm like, this is. I can Crisp, drink this at, right? exactly. I could drink this after having some brown ale or some other bigger beers <sighs> after just, a run. It's after a run, after a run, it's like the well, drinking nothing. Pilsner too is not like drinking. That's my daddy. So like my dad, my, when we fished, my dad is a fisherman. and We fished. Nice. I mean, you don't you don't drink when you're fishing, but you can drink beer. Like yeah. beer was never considered part of the qual- like you drop a six pack in the cooler or, or in the fridge or oh, in the yeah. freaking or in the river. You can't fish without beer. It's you weird. have to have beers because it would just you're so dehydrated. It's and it's hot, so you just crush a beer mm-hmm. and you're like. Okay, that gave me all my nutrients. It gave me everything I needed. I don't feel cotton mouthy. I don't feel yeah. fucking weird right now. No, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. And it, God, it, 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 yeah. so good, so good. Apparently, there's only one place in our country that serves it on tap, and I'm going there next week. I'm going to San Francisco this week. Are and you going with the crew? Are you going with the crew up there? I do. I'm going the day after they are. I almost worked out again to like weasel. My way. Weasel, that'd have been a great well, weasel move. Yeah, so like I'm I, I'm going to see. Uh, uh, a concert in like Saratoga and then sing, nice. sing Feist if you're familiar with them. I've heard of them. I've, I've never. She is one, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. That song. Got it. That's obviously like a big poppy song, but Got it's it. such a good song. But her other shit, dude, is like you got to blow your mind. You going up on a crew when you go to she shows. You are you like a I'm buying six tickets. Who's coming with me? Kind of guy. Or are you? Uh, I should probably do that more, uh, but it's just hard. To, you know, depending on people. Um, sometimes it's a crew. It's usually about. Me and another person, me and two other people, sometimes alone. I like going to shows alone. I, I love that, actually. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I don't have to worry about anyone else. I can take one little hit of weed, one ca- yep. one cold brew, and one drink, and I'm right where I need to be. Um, yeah, so anyway, I get to, I'm going to see a show, and then we're going to uh, just pound out some some bars and restaurants. Um, yeah, it sounds awful. Tell, yeah, it's a bummer. So, <laughs> yeah, sounds awful. <coughs> yeah, well, going to the only place apparently in the country that, according to Blaze, that has uh, Blaze Faber, that has I uh, love Blaze. Yeah, that guy is so important. Like so important. He's a vermouth master. He's a he's a vermouth like king, right? All this stuff I owe to. Like, yeah, multiple. Just I, I love bo- I love going to see him because he what he feels about vermouth, I feel about whiskey. Whenever I go to Toronto, I always yeah. I always you know he yeah, knows that, so much. He always gives me stuff. a great, very a great knowledgeable experience, but I don't feel like I'm being spoken down to. I love that with people who are knowledgeable. Like I love when all of a sudden you're just with them and they're just sharing. Yeah, that's, not like, that's all it should no be. There's no pulpit. Yeah. There's no. There's no nothing. And I'm always. I try to be very 
you know, as a person who, you, as you know, too, we, we, we speak to people daily. I'm always very, if there's one thing I'm conscious of in my speaking, it's always that not being someone who is, I don't want to be on the mount. You know, like I want to be, I want to be with you and being like, hey, man, yeah. this is what, like, I know, I, I know a couple of things, but I don't know it all. And I'd like to get to know it all with everybody's help because mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. You know? Dude, 100%. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the... That's that. It's taking. It's reeling the ego in a little bit. Working with the ego, but you need it. Yeah, exactly. You need I, ego to be able to tell people things. Like, and so there's this. There's this piece of wisdom I got from, you know, a year ago from some podcast I was listening to. Is like never go into a situation too high ego or too low ego, because too low ego you're not going to no, accomplish yeah. anything. For sure, I agree. Too high ego you're not going to accomplish anything. You're going to be sure. far too driven by like what about I? So like the lovely thing about this podcast is for me to like recognize my ego and to like reel it in yeah, and people oh, for to sure. listen and be a better conversationalist. It's fun when you ask, when people actually care about what you're speaking about. Like if you, you're doing what we're doing right now, you're, you're asking questions, I'm asking questions of you and, and we're speaking about things that matter yeah. to us right yeah. now. And that's, that's nothing, there's no thing ego driven about that. That's very much a, hey, let's pull a couple bottles of things that I think are fun yeah. and we'll talk about things that are related and not related <clears throat> and that works. Yeah. It's, it's the culture we need to develop more in our, in our everyday lives of like listening to other people's ideas, even if they're not my ideas. And you and I have very similar ideas. So this sure. makes this easy. Yeah. It's not a, it's not confrontational. It's not in any way like a, it's not an interview. It's a, it's a, Hey, we're going to talk about some stuff. We're just going to hang out and talk. We're going to hang out. Exactly. We're just hanging out as friends. Exactly. Totally. And I think that, that idea is something we all need to embrace a little bit more, especially sure. when we're, we're so Twitter driven and Facebook driven and blah, blah, blah. Instant driven. gratification. Yeah. I, I, information. It's overload. delayed gratification has become one of my it's become one of my fetishes lately just like <laughs> yeah. because of the way this is all being fed to me daily I'm like okay I want something that takes me three days to see the end of this I want to see that I think that's why whiskey is yeah. so appealing to me is it, it's not instant gratification it's, it's hey, we're gonna make this shit and we're gonna wait yeah. and we see what happens at the end of it you and know snapshotting time I love that part. Great, great statement. Well, that's Snapshotting time. That's th- a great statement. Thank you. I mean, that's just how that's how I view liqueurs as too. It is when you're. It's a season, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, dried herbs will like undried spices will last like a year or so, but they start to fade eventually. Oh, for Oxygen's sure. going to kill everything. You know, yeah, it does. Us <clears throat> included. The heat death of the universe going to happen. <laughs> All this shit is going to go away. So. <laughs> Anytime you have sure. like a liqueur just slows that process yeah. down. Alcohol and sugar will hold that stuff in place and you get to snapshot. Um, if you want to try, I have a Arizona white grapefruit uh, liqueur that I made mm. right here. It's I like, certainly will try. Uh, I'll pour you a little bit right now then we can try the last one. Uh, yeah. But hold on while I'm getting up one sec. The uh, white grapefruits and lemons were given to me by uh, some of our regulars at Undertow. And so I just put them under spirit for like two weeks and added some ginger I dehydrated. It's not local. Sorry, people. Ginger doesn't really <laughs> commercially grow here, so fuck off. Um, and uh, I just added sugar, water. So there's like five things in here, including, you know, booze, water, sugar. You mean all the things? And three botanicals, <laughs> six. Um, but this is just a snapshot in time, too, you know? So I just, so look, here's do they kind of just, bam, let's capture this moment in terroir and in, in life and then Ooh, good that's really good cool right very cool yeah nice little ginger kind of yeah, gives it some body yeah, and curious yeah, yeah this is a great little snapshot it's like a little uh, like yeah. you said just like you said grapefruit lemon ginger mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i thought <clears throat> i thought it was nice little little thing so yeah that's kind of how i view it and that's that's all like spirit it. and distillate um distillate spirits i think it's interesting that we call it spirit you know it's got a dual meaning 
And we talk yeah. about the spirit of something, you know, the spirit of 76, the spirit of this. Yeah. But we also talk about a physical issue of the spirit. I mean, that, that's, there's definitely, a, there's definitely you know, etymology-wise, there's a definite correlation there. Like, we want to see the connection between the two. Like, we talk about spirits. Mm-hmm. Well, spirits make you feel a certain way, different than everything else, right? Wine and beer or something, spirits are something different, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a concentration of something. We even talk about when the pasta was made. Concentration like, is a good. Yeah. We look at that how that happened, right? It was it was always aromatic. You know, the Arabs invented the pasta. We all, we know this uh-huh. by using reduction. They were trying to reduce things down for apothecary, for for scent, for fragrance. They wow. were one of the, the essence of things. They wanted the spirit. Yeah, it's just a, a precursor to spirit. It's mm-hmm. such a cool thing like that. Yeah. The like uh, the like I guess the metaphysical like exactly kind of, exactly like yeah. it's very Portlandy. This is a very Portlandia conversation right now, but <laughs> it definitely it's like we should be in a metaphysical bookstore right now having this conversation. Oh but sure, that's, but that's what happens. I mean, I I love bars for that because bartenders are just very approachable people who can talk about things that sometimes people don't aren't able to find words for. We mm-hmm. were able to give them that conversation because we're serving them spirits. Yeah, we're loosening that conversation up. We're giving them some lubricant to that conversation. You yeah, know, that lubricant for sure, especially like. Because you know, I think people want to connect, and the people we want, do. but we sometimes do. like. But there's elements in, that will block us from that. It's even our yeah. own natural. Like we all eventually recede. You know, you eventually like a flower. You just. Oh yeah, today I, I talked to a bunch of people today, and I wanted to be antisocial as fuck. Some days I like to like hold so in. You know, that's exactly what I was. I was. I spent the. I sent the day with my dog. Basically, I watched, I watched some stuff. On, I watched some Netflix. Watched Chef on Netflix for a little while. Did some okay. yard work. Cool. And I made some food. Fed him, and I was nice. like, I don't want to. I mean, my wife was teaching yoga today, and I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'm just going to not talk. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll be talking tonight about stuff I like to talk about. I'm like, that'll be fun. I'll get my, <laughs> yeah. I'll get my fix. And Get-tree that was always so. bar. The bar for me was always that, too. It was like I could be social because I was on stage. I was like an actor. I was like, okay, I've got a show tonight. I've got a show from 5 to 10. Yep. And I'm going to entertain these 45 people. And like, I got to get in the spot for that. I got to get in the spot. You know, we have our things. You bar guys, the right people who do this and girls who do this the right way. Like you have your routine, like a pitcher, like a starting pitcher. Like Mm -hmm. I do these three things before I go to work. I usually go on a walk for 10 minutes. Totally. Go to the gym. 100%. Sauna. All of it. Then caffeine to the next fucking level. Like not, I mean, I two cups of coffee is the next level for me. You know, I love, I love the next level. I, I'm, all, I'm all about the next level. Like, I love the ritual that you talked about with coffee. Yeah, pulling I, pulling a shot of coffee for me is yeah, that. It's a I ritual. Chemex, I grind it to mm. hand every time. I I buy provision beans mostly. I, so I've been going there. I, I like their I like their operation there. I really it's, do. I love those guys. I just had my last podcast with, with uh, Lawrence, their owner. Nice guy. Really cool. Yeah, no, really I, cool I, enjoy, I enjoy, so I probably go there once or twice a month just if I know I'm cutting through the area at the time where I want to have coffee, which is normal, uh, <laughs> anytime. Um, I, I love what they're doing there. I really do. I had a, the hell, I had, I had something that they made for me. I just, sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, I usually typically do a double espresso or a cappuccino or a latte or whatever. Um, but a lot of times I'll just give them the, what's this Japanese whatever thing you're making Oh, the here. Japanese cold, cold, damn, cold drip? Yeah, because you like basically brew it with half the amount of water and the other half of the water is ice. Yeah. It's literally, I mean, it's just been cinching up they a belt like around my freaking, yeah. around my arm and like, <laughs> hold on, let me just jam this directly in. Like, yeah, Do you ever so have Cortados? I love Cortados. Cortados is my favorite. Thing. Breve Cortado, half and half Cortado. Uh, that's just, a sip, that's a sip move. I just, I'm like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, you just want a Cortado. I'm like, I do. I just want a Cortado. Yeah. I just want to throw that back. It's the best. It's the. I think it's the best way to fucking enjoy, like, compared to, like, a latte. For, for me, you know, because, like... Yeah, no, totally. Latte is just so much milk. It's a lot Cortado's of milk. Cortado's just... Do, are half. you ever just a drip guy? You ever just get a cup of drip? Yeah. So, love I, I love... That's what the, I make every day. Yeah. When I make coffee, that's how I make it at home. I miss it. drip coffee, but I don't like drinking it. Like, I like when other people make me drip coffee. Is that weird? 
Like uh, I like I like going to a hotel when like they they've made a pot of coffee oh. or a drip, like yeah or I'm like, some you go to Jiffy Lube when you're waiting in uh, yeah that, that, so I want like oh hey we're at the we're getting <clears throat> getting bait and I'm like hey man can you just give me the styrofoam cup of drip I'll have four sips out of it and then toss the rest of it in the fucking lot I guarantee but, but I want to do it through the process there's of doing so, it. there's something about that process completely. yeah oh yeah one hundred percent man I agree completely um, oh, I, so do, I do I do I like espresso a lot but mm. I don't have a machine at home I like a I like having my Chemex. I think this is a good way is to great. enjoy it. It's yeah. great. I go, we got a cartel. Cartel's in Old Town, so I'll, when I wander in that's a cartel, right, yeah. I'll have Cartel's the, great. I think Cartel's great. I think press is great. That's, that stuff is fascinating to me when I walk into, you know, because culture, there's a culture piece there. You know, that when you walk yeah. into a coffee culture, there's, you know, I, I like being aware <clears throat> of, of when I'm in a culture. I like, I yeah. like walking and going, okay. It's like being in the, the feminist bookstore in Portlandia back to that point, like, Okay. Super. Simple. All right. I know what I'm into for here. Okay. <laughs> I got it. This is going to be a long hipster style uh, process. It's going to be a seven minute order. There's going to be a, there's going to be some sort of pro, you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's a thing. We're going to ask where the bathroom is and they're going to be like, what's the bathroom? Exactly. We, and we don't I, call it a bathroom. But some, <laughs> we call it a, <laughs> an improved cesspool. <laughs> but I like, I like the, I like that they've made something out of the ceremony. Oh, thank you. I agree. It's like that, that that wood and like the art. It's like got, cartel for sure has its own vibe. I think they do a great job and they're, they're they successful. Do. It's, it's what's shocking to me is they 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 are successful in Old Town. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do in Old Town. I mean, hard yeah. Old Town's hard. You know. This is just for precursor. This is my favorite thing I've ever made in my entire well, life. Tell us what it is, real quick. It's an herbal liqueur that I accidentally made that tasted tastes kind of like chartreuse. It's uh, like cool. forty. It's like forty five point three seven. You know, monks make that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like forty five. And change ABV, um, twenty three herbs. Is chartreuse the one where they're like one person has? There's two people who have the recipe. One, one, the, the, one, the extra person is the redundancy. So there's no if that guy dies in a fire or explosion, something like that. There's, yeah, there's a weird redundancy where it's like a yeah, like we, a like a you know yeah okay bases are covered kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't be in the same room together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you both hold the recipe to chartreuse. It's oh. definitely chartreusey. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let's get that. Most of that comes from lavender and chamomile mm. and, and sage or rosemary. I'm such a fan of lavender. Like me too. I love, I love that. I have a tattooed on me. Yeah, I got a little lavender tattoo. Lavender? Yeah, right here. Um, really quick, how much time do you have? Another half an hour. Cool. Minutes, yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. That'll be about two hours total of recording, yeah. so it works out. Does that work? Yeah, we're an hour and a half right now, so I don't care. I mean, I'll go for three hours, but, um, yeah, dude, like I just, I'm just so glad I made this. And I, I, I made it upon accident for the first batch. This is the second batch. I, I changed the level of sugar. So it's not as sweet as the last one I did. And it's more, um, there's something like this skunky peach thing coming through that. I didn't, Ooh, good call. I didn't so I grew up in this town where, uh, it was a lot of orchards and peach, peaches and apples and pears and stuff oh, like that. And yeah. we had a, we had a peach festival every year. It was the, there was a, the whole pot, a pageant, the whole thing. There was a peach queen. You know, yeah. there was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Jeez. Uh, so I, well, I grew up in, uh, outside of Springfield. So where they, they invented basketball in Springfield. And ever, if you don't know, the NBA, the basketball is invented uh, for the peach basket. Like the original rim. Oh, of, really? the, original, yeah, the original shooting through the rim is, is a peach basket. They really? Knocked, they knocked the bottom of a peach basket out. That's how it started. Fun. So... Springfield, what state? Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Okay, yeah. that's what so I thought. It's I home of home of the uh, home. That's the Hall of Fame. This, so when they induct the NBA Hall wow. of Fame, they do it in Springfield every year. Damn, dude. And they, um, my father was in a you know ran this was a band director and had this you know he every year he had to play this 
basketball game where they have the best whoever won the NBA champ they still do this whoever won the NBA championship plays the worst team or the whatever the worst team is and they play something called the Peach Bowl uh, it's like the tip off classic it's like a peach okay. thing and they uh, it's but it was peaches are such a fucking huge thing like everything's peach 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 you become peach you know yeah very sensitive <clears throat> to peach you know mm-hmm. I mean, peach cobbler peach this peach that does, peach it get annoy- does it get annoying after a while it, it does I mean but peach is sort of like what you use just become to accept it. Like yeah. peach is something. Peach ice cream is a big deal in Western Pe- Massachusetts. Stone fruit spirit is so amazing. Mm. I that that's a huge peach is a, good a flavor. weakness for me. It is. It's a good Some flavor. people hate it. What are you crazy? It's weird. I know people come in like, oh, I hate peach. I'm like, what do you feel about James and the Giant Peach? Uh, Ra- Raul Dahl book, James and the Giant. Peach. No, I know it. Yeah, I haven't read it for years or seen the movie for years. The um, movie's creepy. It's Bo- super creepy. Both of them, they remade it. There's nothing that comes out of Raul Dahl that when you transfer it from your imagination into physical form, it's going to come out creepy. Yeah, always. Willy Wonka comes off creepy because of the way sometimes it is. You know. Yeah. Why are these little orange dudes running around all over the place? They're basically slaves, right? Like you've basically taken them and made them slaves. Yeah. Like Oompa Loompas are. They're sex slaves for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's one step beyond that. They <laughs> get, that's dark. Get, that's a dark, get dark midget slaves. Uh, Wonka, yeah, get Wonka's Willie going. Yeah. Um, it would there, <laughs> it's fucked up. There's a, there's a book. It's not by Rodell. It's by um, it's similar kind of guy. It's about this like kid that experiences time with this little like white dog. I, I was just listening to a, like, yeah. it was a Joe Rogan podcast where he had a guest on who was talking I about like this Joe. book. I like Joe. I enjoy his. I enjoy his ruminations. Yeah, yeah. It's entertaining. It's it's. There's a He's lot such of such a huge pro cannabis guy too, which I always get a kick out of. Like I oh love. Yeah. When, I love when the needle goes that far the other side. I was like, hey man, I'm like I get it. It's it's. I'm into it too. I'm like yeah. How, it's going as far as it can go. Like this yeah. is where it's going. You know, like, but but <clears throat> there's like there's still a real den because there's some people get because even he even talks shit about it. Some people who are like so. So pro cannabis, they're just like cannabis saved my life. Cannabis, cannabis, like just call yeah. it weed, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> well, the reason why they call it dope, you know, what I mean, like that's the yeah, whole, that's joke is that you know. But I love, I love Joe's view of you know. I was always a fan of him on news radio and like watching him become a comic and kind of roll mm-hmm. up through it. Like, so I have a lot more respect for him as a whole than if I just took his MMA snapshot or just took his like podcast snapshot. Like, I really, yeah. I do actually respect what he is. You know, the cards he was dealt and mm-hmm. the play he has made is is dude he's extremely exceptional rolling in it now I yep. mean that podcast makes so much money yeah he's well it's awesome it's an inspiration like it's, uh, that's the point is like he's telling I mean, you, that's why I'm doing I mean I, part I think, of the reason why I'm doing it I think that's why he, it's why he's impactful like that's what it is he's speaking to people in terms that they understand hey I'm just a guy who likes yeah. to talk to people and he's like, experienced so much growth from like taking like you know psychedelics and like yeah, growing and yeah totally. and like you hear his comedy comedy his comedy his comedy before that and after it's like oh okay he's so much more like are you a stand-up guy do you like stand-up you love like, stand-up okay. yeah would you wanna, ever would you ever be a stand-up uh-huh, i have a whole I can have, you give me 20 minutes could you could, could you do 20 minutes right now uh kind of i mean i could i could throw, I give my to, wife a hard time about she, my wife thinks she's a comic too and i was like, okay cool let's do 20 minutes give me 20 minutes right now I mean, and I'm I, just gonna sit can, here and you're I just can, gonna make me laugh. Like make me. Laugh. There's nothing more exposing. So prize fighting, like I used to, yeah. I used to box a little bit. Prize okay. fighting and being a comic are very, very, very similar. Sure. You're up there. You're exposed. You're naked. You're just. You are. You and you got this. People will kill you if you don't <laughs> fucking figure this out. Like they will tear you apart. What do you right? call a fancy monkey? What do you? I don't know. Champagne Z. 
Because. Okay, cool. Is that how, one, is one that how you're going to open? That's the laugh. Point. Gonna, <laughs> hey, you, you laughed at me, oh, man. Conceded. I conceded do, your point. You know, I do have a, a whole a whole bit about. I just moved into this house, and you know, I'm a tall dude. You're a tall dude. Well, yeah. you're probably what five, ten, six. You're over six. A little over six. I yeah. can't. About I, six one. I can't remember how tall you are in my head. Um, <laughs> I, we see you sitting down. So it's always I'm at a bar. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not short. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You're not short, but they're. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, I moved in this house and this toilet's tiny as shit. So these people in like the fifties must have had like, they must have been like four feet tall, dude. Like, and if anyone knows anything about being a tall man and penises, <laughs> your penis goes directly dude. into the inside of the bowl, and that's a nightmare. Yep. Nobody wants that. No, no, you don't want to. You so don't might want, as well just you don't want to porcelain, pee dude. out the front of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, porcelain that's been covered in shit and piss for I don't know how long this toilet. It's been here for years. So I. You gotta rip that toilet. I'm already telling you right now. If you, if you're already if you're, done, if you're, <laughs> not even a week into this, the house. This is a friend, friend to a friend. You gotta rip that toilet out, man. <laughs> I did. I got the slow close lid. I got the whole oh, thing. Oh, the slow close lid is key. It's a huge toilet. I don't it's have to key. worry about any any any. I do like Mission Impossible pissing, like where I like I'll flip the low, slow close up and see if I can piss before it drops <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> Just you, but then because when you stop that you yeah. stop that that pee strain, oh, it's it hurts. It burns. I know, but it's it's also training. It's training. Oh, yeah. like, it's, so you got to really flex and get that some torque. Yeah, because, a little, little Kegel exercise. Because oh, <laughs> 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 by that time that thing's halfway down, your pee is directly hitting it, 100. And you got blowback. Yeah, it's 100. Your it's shins a, are soaked. It's not a. It's not for the weak at heart, man. It's not for a non-brave person like you want to yeah. play slow, slow, low drop oh, roulette. Man. You know, I do try some of my bits at work. Uh, I do have one that's like kind of fucked up where I'm like, yeah, I swiped right on my sister's Tinder. <laughs> like it's not like a sexual thing because she's not into hookups, so it's like it's it's fine. Like I don't I just really like her. Yeah, <laughs> we just came from a similar background. You know. A lot of boxes were checked before yeah. I even swiped. Yeah, you know? just I'm looking for friends, right? Or like. You know, I, I I have a whole list of there stupid is a things. mine of comedic material over the, the the social the social elements we use to connect now, like which used to be bars. You know, mm-hmm. but you, you, when you had to meet the opposite sex before, you went to a bar, right? So that's where you developed your skill set. It was like it was <laughs> like you had to figure it all out. There was so, stuff coming at you. See, you I want was, a different. You had to work a. You had to have a tab running. You had to know where your friends were. You had to have a this. Is is easy like this is Ugh. this is like it's but it's, it's in genuine yeah. and it's like rare to find like a true <clears throat> true like uh, I mean, authentic authentic like connection that way. But I think we look. We, I mean, humans we long for it, but I think we we are also lazy as fuck. Like that, that's what we are. We're we're a lazy race. I mean, that's what we do. And I think yeah. this is lazy. Like. It is. I think. I think meeting, like having to grind out, having to run out every ground ball when you're freaking in a bar and getting face to face rejected, it fucking hurts, man. Like it's I don't not. care who you are. I'm mean, like your ego. I've had an ego. Like my ego's solid, but I've had some fucking like. Okay, you got to get knocked down. Like you got to oh. have someone just go. Yeah, no. No, and I'm just no. I'm not interested. Not at all. Whatever okay. this is, I'm not interested. <clears throat> it's in not it. my like, thing. Okay. That's that was, sh- and then you got to literally turn around and make that same play again, make that same pitch again. That's yeah. like trying to get a second laugh out of a room. Like, oh, okay, yeah. this joke just bombed. Now I got to get a second laugh out of the room. Pick oh. up that slack. It's yeah, dude, it's spiky. It's really spiky. Yeah, I uh, I don't uh, hit on girls. Are you too more? Much are bars. you? Do you do you meet? Do you meet? Do you find you meet women over the bar? 
Or uh, you meet them at, outside of the at bar? Undertow, yeah. I mean, I like mutual connections, right? So I like to have like some sort of thing that we both know. Um, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. a person we both know. I feel like that's that always we both ends like, up. Uh, co- we both like, we both drink coffee at Provisions. Oh, you drink we, coffee at Provisions too? Cool. Yeah. Like, okay, or even okay. like a mutual friend even, yeah. even better, yeah. you know? How did you find out about us? Oh, so-and-so told me to come down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I know Mitch. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. Sure. Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> yeah. So By the way, I love uh, Mitch. Uh, Mitch is also one of my. He's, I've he's, enjoyed. I've enjoyed getting to know him because I didn't really know him before. Yeah. But I, he reminds me of like a kind of guy who would be because I like the way he uh, just the way he looks. You know, like he's got this kind of like compact, uh, kind of facial like thing that like I feel like he would be a good. Uh, he would be a good animated character. Or oh a, yeah, a really good animated character, like Japanese anime. Like he would okay. be, he'd be like, oh, Vol- yeah. like Voltron or like or, or the eyebrows, like Thundercat. Yes, yeah. exactly. The whole face. Like he'd be good in a helmet. Like if you just wrapped <laughs> like in a colored helmet, and just, all you saw was this much of Mitch, and you got, you got the face. And the oh, thing. that's so funny. He's <laughs> dude. He's he's a very unique person. Like that, very unique is redundant, but he's an extremely. Uh, uh, Interesting individual for sure. Yeah, there's a, a whole wealth of wisdom and knowledge and like. Well, passes. he's a traveling guy too. He's traveled. And he's he's. Oh, he's know. gone through some shit. He told me some stories last night. Like I've known him for five years. Yeah, his okay. his older brother is the reason why I bartend at all. No shit. Sure. Yeah, I mean one of the main. Uh, I think it's gonna happen no matter what in my life. But like he was one of the main like conduits for it to happen. Got it. Got it. He's one of my good friends. He lives out in California. Runs a bar. Um, but <clears throat> he. I mean, a huge reason why I work on toes is because I know Mitch and like he trained me as a server at Culinary Dropout years ago. I, rem- I I think I remember him at, 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 at uh, I think I remember him Dropout, but I, yeah. I don't, it's so weird, man. There's, there's, you, you get this, there's people who influence you in the business and there's people who really influence you in the business. Yeah. And I think Mitch is one of those guys. I think he's, I think he's, 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 he's taken it so, he's taken a, you know, working at Undertow is perfect for him. Like I couldn't think of a better like I mean him getting this position working with Barter and doing his thing is yeah is, is, it's I love when I see people get in the right spots where like okay you are at the right spot at the right time in your life you know like that's the thing yeah it's timing is everything man there's times when you, it's women mm-hmm. men like relationships where like, I'm sure you've met people who are like God if I just met you two years ago or if I just met you you know you don't have in probably a lot right. of that or in two years there's probably like, more for you where it's like God why couldn't I just run into you when like when I was like 34. Like, yeah. Or when I was like this part, or why didn't I run into you when I just got out of grad school? Yeah, when I was like, whatever, you know. But I think timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 discount the fact that there's this, you know. We talk about orbits. You know, you mentioned that like like right now, you and I are in the same orbit where we're working off each other. Like we're, yeah. we need to find a way to get more of those where you're crossing over. Where so it, if only just to get a snapshot of like what you are aware of something else going on. You're yeah. like, hey man, I get it. Like I just don't think. It's like working with someone. Hey, man, we're not going to work together right now. Like, I interview for you for a job, for example. We're like, hey, man, I see who you are. I don't have something for you right now. But in 18 months, there's going to be something right. I know there's something for you. I know, yeah. if not before then, where I'm going to put you in touch with somebody else. I know mm-hmm. what you have is going to be there. But um, timing is so weird because it's so hard to be patient. And it's so hard to know that... It's so worth it to be patient, though, too. It is, but it doesn't feel right when you're doing it, though, right? Isn't it always an it anxiety? It can be uncomfortable. There's an, there's an anxiety level that comes with being patient because you have to have confidence in your decision that you're sitting and waiting for. I mean, that's how I feel about my house right now not being set up. Just 
I've learned to let, I'm just letting it go, man. Just Dude, that's, that's you should totally let that go. That's yeah. you you like, as long as your bones are strong. I always tell people like my wife, my wife. <laughs> that's a the good house, point. Like, if your bones are strong, don't worry about the meat <laughs> that's slapped on top of it. Like you'll build the meat. Like, that's a good. We, that, we that's a it. really good analogy for that. Yeah. Really good. I like you that. You got the bones, man. Like as soon as I walked in this place, I was like, oh yeah, like this is like good. This is like when I come back here in like three months and yeah, we'll do have it. a bottle of mezcal, like some tobala. And I'm just going to roll in and we're going to slap this down and we're going to do a repeat on this. we got to do more podcast. whiskey too. Well, we should do one with like... We'll do, we'll do some barrel picks and we'll do some fun stuff. Yeah. Let's say, hey, well, what... You just hired Caleb. I did just hire Caleb. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good. A good kid. I like to... He's, I like, he's got the right... Yeah. Yep. He's working with Micah too. So. I don't... I, I hire... I hire the person. I don't hire their resume. Like I hire... Like, yeah. I, I look at... I, I, tr- I pride myself on identifying talent. Like, and I can mm-hmm. smell it usually, um, you know, people who I have to worry about, people I don't, people I can literally just like, Hey man, I want to give you a couple touch points and you just go do you like there's and talk about a guy who knows coffee too. I'm excited for that. Cause that's, I won't, I didn't tell him that yet, but that's going to be one of my ulterior motives of him is like, as I work him through the training of whiskey, I'm like, you're going to bring me up to speed on what you know about coffee. And because that's, I love the exchange of ideas. Yeah. I love the idea that, hey, man. The crossover, too. It's fucking, fucking crazy. Great. Well, yeah, I asked well to him, too. Working for Micah. I'm like, you're going to work for Micah and you're going to work for me. I'm like, you could be the next guy here in town. I'm like, there's no reason why you shouldn't have. I'm like, as you're going to have. As far as whiskey goes. Yes, yeah. as far as whiskey Jesus goes. I was Christ, like, if you want to yeah. be in the whiskey business, I'm like, there's probably half a dozen people you want to talk to in this town and you're working for two of them right now. <clears> yeah. I'm like, so. What you want to do is up to you, man. And yeah. I think it's again. I also got a good vibe of that. A guy. I like people who can control a room. Like he, he strikes me the kind of fellow who, if he's talking, people are going to listen to him. You know, if he's asking you, if he's talking in front of it, he's behind my tasting bar and he's pouring out some one ounces of Delbach for somebody. Yeah. Like I have a hard time believing if you're walking by, you're not going to listen to that guy talk. Like, yeah. He's charismatic. He's got a he's got a personality. He's smooth. He's good looking. He's like, good looking. He's yeah, got all the, all the tools. He's got all the. If he was a baseball player, he's got he's got all the tools. You know, he can run. He can burp, hit. He can hit for power. <laughs> in case anyone heard, I just want to yeah. um, interrupt. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think um, I think also he's got like when I first met him compared to now, he's really like understands where where his passions. Yeah. He's, he's he's in the right place, yeah. you know, and I just as I as I am in the right place totally. too. It's it's cool. It's crazy seeing how shit lines up and seeing the people that are working that I'm, I'm finding out are getting hired. I'm like, oh yes, yeah, they're, you they're additions to your life. I mean, and, yeah, and well, I mean, bar and shake is doubling. I know it's intense, well, and that's it should a, be. It should be the way they're the way, the way they're doing their business. It's just you want, you know, you you want to see places and people thrive and cultures that thrive you want them to have real there should be an ethos there like the barter the barter ethos is right you know they develop you guys like they care about you people and like they care about what people are doing in their lives growth, like yeah. growth is key I, I honestly they've been the, the softest landing from coming from a distributor background like where I'm working for a distributor for three years yeah. where it's very much like like show up at 8 a.m. like numbers gotta come in this has got excuse me this has gotta happen this has gotta be this that yeah. blah 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 to a, hey, this is what we want to get to. You get there your own way. You know, that's the way that, it's, that Rich and Jay and we, we've all been working so far. I was like, hey, man, you give me the whiskey program. I'm going to find a way to, I want to make it look like this. I know this is how you want to make it look. It's going to take, you're just, you don't need to check up the whole way to make it happen. You know, it's going to be there. You know, like that's, that's nice to be around people you know, when you can delegate, you know, 
you know, Rich and Jay can say, hey, man, you got the whiskey program. Cool. Take it off your plate. I got it. Like, yeah. We'll make sure this is like, this is the premier place to go taste whiskey. Yeah. And my people will be educated and fun and engaging and, and, and want to be part of what we're doing and be part of this group, whereas we become something bigger. And that's something that's super exciting yeah. to me, especially because I've done this for so long. It's with so many different people and so many different captains. You know, it's, I've had so many people like, you know, you, we all... What do they say? We're all bootmakers to kings at some point. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of kings. You know, it's a question of who are you going to be? Who do you want to be working for? Who do you want to yeah. be working with? Like, you want to be working with people like you. And it, it is, it is with too. It's, yeah, it's you're working with people. obviously, obviously, we work for them. But like, it's, it's. There's this cool collaborative thing, and obviously, like, super cool. They can be intimidating people sometimes, and I've told them that. But like. No, I, th- I think that's okay, though. I think yeah, that's I think that's, that, that's a good yeah. filter for people who don't have like that. We, we, we talked about that mix of ego. Like yeah. that's a good filter. It stops. It's like a maze. It stops people who we're not going to fill through that maze mm-hmm. out. And you're just like, okay, cool, man. Because I want people who are going to stand up for themselves. Like I don't and want who, yes. Yeah. I do not <clears throat> want yes people working for me as a person, as a leader. I never want yes people. I want I want some dissension. I want some. Hey, man, tell me what you think. You're going to have yeah. to go do this. I'm not going to go serve this drink. Tell me, is this going to fucking play or is this going to be? Yeah. You're going to serve something in a panther skull. Like, Th- is this going to play or is this going to be bullshit, yeah, man? Think like, for, think for yourself, and yeah, and they, they they want our opinions. Like, they yeah. let us put no, they co- contribute to the they menu. That's that's a that's a testimony that like that's intelligence. That's like yeah. The idea is you build a product and you set that product loose. Like that's my when I train people, that's my goal. It's like, hey, I want to make don't make, I'm not trying to make you me. Like Stewie, you shouldn't be me. Yeah. Like, don't ever try and be me. I want you to be you. I'm just going to get as much of me that I can attach onto that. So you'll think to that, like you'll make that connection. When you want to go sell whiskey, you'll think like, all right, that guy, John told me that when we want to sell something from heaven Hill, we're going to talk about these four things and we're going to sure. make sure we talk about them. And then I'm going to make that connection with that person. And then I'm going to talk about why it mattered to them. And we're going to have uh, all of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It all is such a human connection yeah. that we get paid for. It's yeah. The best fucking thing. It's crazy. It's so it's good. Cra- it's like being a therapist. You're just yeah. like you. They pay you to let people talk to you. Like you're getting made. You're paying one hundred forty dollars an hour to do to just basically mm-hmm. sit in your couch for fifty minutes and just say, "Hmm, interesting." Yeah, interesting. I mean that's a different kind of um, man. Crazy stone fruit in that. Mm-hmm. At the end, it's like a lot of alcohols kind of escape this because it's at the well, end. Yes, it's, it's kind of soaked up there. But I always get yeah. apricot off of off of mm-hmm. off of Old Forester. It's always yeah. apricot. That's always that apricot weird, for sure. funky apricot. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Yeah, so do I. I'm a big fan of that. I love Again, apricot. Again, it's an old taste. Apricot's an old taste. But if you if you literally asked 25 someone's under 25 what an apricot tasted like, if you think they could describe you what apricot tasted like? No. It's not a flavor. It's not a common flavor People anymore. People don't love it. Yeah. No. <clears throat> it's no. weird. Not at all, um, but yeah, uh, it's just it's just cool working for people who are so supportive of totally of of your personal growth, whether that's with them or not or abroad. And, and that's like, what they care about how you grow as a person. We yeah, don't want that. I mean, yeah, and like <clears throat> the round, round, bleh, amount of rabbit holes I've gone down <laughs> with Rich on conversations and like it's great though. Yeah, he's uh, and again watch the way he tastes and like and Jason's just work ethic and drive. I sent him a big text last week, like a few weeks ago. I was like, Hey man, I just want you to know, like, I'm not sure if you're aware, but like when you're in the room, how much more, how inspiring you are, whether you like, I just, I, I want to work harder when you do yeah, because you're always, sure. he's just, he, is, go, he go, works go. hard. He fucking busts his ass, yeah, you know? And like part of me likes to work hard. Part of me likes to relax hard, but I've gotten to I, the point. There's a balance. There, I'm pretty though. type A, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, like I know where my personal limits lie, and like it means every quarter I need five days off in a row. Do you know that? Um, 
and you like we talked about art a little bit briefly, but yeah. like artists and writers and things like that. You know, there's there's sessions you go through. Like remember, you have you have moments of creativity that you have to either stretch out or compress, and that that's typically how you create. You know, I mean, you take advantage of them. Yes, too. exactly. You it's, feel it from the coming. Like, that's cool, my that's point. Right now. Yeah, it's exactly my point. It's like so you can't fight that. So you can't like say, hey man, I'm driving hard right now because I know in about two days or three days or two weeks or whatever the prime frame is that I'm it's gonna it's gonna go back down to a normal level like the bandwidth is big right now like mm-hmm. you're, you're irrigating your lawn it's the same thing like you're just bringing all the ideas in while you're soaking that lawn and we're gonna uh, until yeah. it back and that's what like you have to do a writing verse is coming soon for me i i love it man i i write i mean i write probably not as much as i should daily but i mean i try to do that and it's always morning for me and it's always a okay. valve that i try and turn on that like hey i create an environment where i know i can be creative and even if i don't produce the words I want to produce right now, I know that I sat down and did it. So for me, it's about seven to 10 every morning, ideally, where I sit down and just like, I'm just going to see what comes out. Yeah. And it's not always that long, but I give myself the time where I'm I'm in the office. I'm in the, you know, the the desk is here, the coffee's here, the laptop's here. Mm -hmm. I work off a laptop and I write in legal, uh, you know, like legal pads too. Yeah. Like I like to touch stuff too. Yeah. Same. But, um, well, there's more mental, like like neural pathways activated. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, totally agreed. I, I, I realize that now I don't have the bandwidth to try and soak up. I just know it feels good to do that. Like I always journal, like when I do that. So, but I like the idea that knowing that I'm going to have output and then I'm going to have to, like it's gonna have to come back down. You can't run. You can't run always. No, I that's like right. That's my thing with Jay. Where I was like, hey man, find. A, I mean, you have your own systems. I would never. I would never think to even remotely what I know of you now to try and tell you what you should do about them. But I know that running at full bandwidth all the time is not good. You need to like. Shh, and yeah, shh. and that's and that's like so. You know, I'm vying for a certain. Um, I can talk about it here. I'm vying for a certain position there. Yeah. Because as Mitch moves up, yeah, I would, I would for like sure. someone's going to need to take the reins. There's no, yep. no one's ready yet. And I want, I want to, but I, I can only do so much before I don't contribute at all. And that means, you know, I can pull 50, 55 hours a week, but like that's, that's it's, a lot. I can't, I can't do 15, 16 hour days. I won't. You, you know? can't. No. Well, the thing is, you're so, not effective when you do that. Exactly. You're your hospitality effective. expires. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're definitely better off to do. And Mitch has a very, very long fuse, which is different. He's a special person, and I just don't have that. So I just it's, like he every. Knows, he knows. He knows his business too, though. Remember, he, it's all. Yeah. It's all about learning where your fuse is. Yeah, and Mitch. Mitch has more of his. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, eggs in the basket there. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. I have a lot, but I have podcast liqueurs songwriting um managing my plants managing Mm -hmm. your backyard like all all that stuff that i'm your life yeah i can absolutely do that while working 50 hours a week but i just know that every god 50 hours of toe is that's a hard 50 man i'm 44 just off four days you know so like i could do an admin day it's no big deal i don't mind working 13 hours on a friday it's a lot but like no it's not bad i'd I'd rather work 13 hours on a friday than a saturday is it really is it different uh yeah Saturdays is like in general I've, I've like I used to double on Saturdays back in the day like I just don't like I like coming in at like five o'clock on a Saturday I don't know something about no Saturday I know nights, I know I'd rather have Saturday mornings off I, <laughs> no. I don't want to work Sundays I know I'm, I know. I'm okay with working Mondays um I love having Tuesday Wednesdays a weekend so my schedule is great right now it's just uh if I'm going to you know, I want responsibility and I will take care of it. I will bust my ass to make sure that place runs right and every and standards are upheld. Yeah. Like, I care so much, but like 
there's a limit to you know, and I don't think it's necessary to to to, to work you know a sixteen hour shift. It's so, not. It's not. I mean, yeah. not behind the bar. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like yeah. you diminish. You diminish. There's a law of diminishing returns for sure. Yeah. With, with behind the bar is the longer you're be, you're longer behind the stick, the the less you are effective, hospitality wise. I mean, you can. I always like the idea of like running a shift where you pivot me into the service well at the end, where I'm like, hey, man, I, I can run, I'll, I'll open mm-hmm. and run till 10, and then if I'm going to run the length, that's fine, just from 10 to 1. I mean, I used to do it at the hotel all the time, just 10 to 1, I just want to go in the well. Yep. I'm like, I just want to pump drinks, and like, because I, I can do that for the last three hours because you're not going to ask me to be nice. Because I, I, I ran out of nice around two hours ago, and I'm working on strings right now. Like yeah, not, it's 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 not going to work. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, and you don't want you. And as a bartender, you don't want to be that person. Like I, you, I don't want to be a dick. Yeah, I, no, I love having dude, a long. It's fuse. always about it's always about high. And this is back to the old days, but it's about high hourly, low time. Where it's like, mm-hmm. I want six, seven, maybe really good hours where my hourly pay is high. Where yeah. I'm just like I'm making the fastball pop. Like it's just like everything I throw is on point. Like nobody's like. I got you. I got you. You know, it's you know, for me, it was always back in the day was being able to do all of it because I always, I always chafed at the term mixologist because that kind of happened while I was in the bar business. Like that grew up while I was in the bar business. Like, yeah, I was already pouring drinks. I was already a bartender when the term mix. Are you a mixologist? I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, I. Does it mean I make drinks? Yeah, I make drinks. I'm like, but you know that that there's more to what we do. Yeah, it's just about flavors. Like that's just one element of what we do. Mm-hmm. I'm like. But I always like the idea that, like, you know, with competitions, I always, I always, um, competitions are always tongue in cheek for me because I think there's a, there's an interesting dynamic that goes on there that, yeah, it doesn't tell you the best in the business. Like, mm-hmm. the people who are the best don't do competitions typically. It's not because they don't want to or they don't, they don't, they're afraid of the competition. It's just because what they do happens in their arena that they work in, like every single day. Yeah. Every single day they make, like they, they found a way to make an Irish coffee at 1030 at night when there was no fucking cream or there was no, uh-huh. like that's a fucking all-star, not the guy who can do the best, like tweak, blah, blah, blah. blah. Competitions can go fuck themselves. They're just, well, they're just <laughs> not, they're not, they're, they're for something else other than the bartender. They're not, yeah, for, they're it's, not it's for, for getting a spotlight and career growth. You got so, it. Yeah. Exactly. If you if you want to get the things, because how else, and I, I respect this, like how else do you build a resume as a bar person or as a bartender or whatever? What, yeah. what else do you, what, what do people care about? Mm-hmm. But I mean, in the end, it was like, I'd much rather have someone who is a great bartender who like got me the seat. Like made yeah. sure my water was always on point. We had a great time, engaged my wife, engaged my daughter, my son, my whoever, whoever I mean, we were with. Going going back to Mitch, it's like there, there's the ego is so reeled in. Oh yeah, um, completely. I mean, it's it's there, but it's, I mean, completely. I, I know. Him yeah, but it, yeah, but it's, him, it's but latent. Like, it's latent. He doesn't, he's, he doesn't do competitions for because I think competitions are more ego. I like doing slinger. That's fun. Yeah, no, that's different. That's like, different. That like, was, Mitch did slinger last year. I was always yeah, a, and I like doing if there's like one competition a year where you make a cocktail. Just for that, you cool. got it. But I'm not going to enter every one of them, and because I think that's it's just fucking annoying. I don't know. I just <laughs> no, it's not. Well, there's nothing. It's that sorry, is, people who love competitions. You that's fuck, different fuck than being a bartender. Sorry. That's different, though. I always, I always want to be very clear with people. Like I respect that process of how it. Yeah. That what you did to get ready for this competition is is valid. Mm-hmm. Sure. But what are you doing? What What happens when you're doing it, and what do you get after it? Yeah. Are you getting more people come to your bar? Then that's a valid competition. If you won the Sapphire competition and then more people came to see you because of it, that's a valid win. But is it just a, I wanted to have myself stroked and have other people stroke me around me 
and get some dollars right. lined up from some brands. You know, Instagram fame and with all that, yeah. that's yeah. fine. Again, <laughs> he just did the jack off motion. If anyone, <laughs> and we're not filming. It was very, you know what it is. <laughs> it, but it's it's that's what it is. I mean, you're really yeah. just it's a masturbation thing. Like you're no, just, it like, is. You're, yeah. you're doing that, and again, which is, which is cool too. Which is own. fine. Hey, I'm all about it. I mean, yeah, if you can get a fucking brand ambassadorship from that shit or make some money, go without for a doubt. It. I don't hate on any of that. Yeah. I I love when people make a business out of something where I didn't. It's just see a different than actually being in the thick of it. You know exactly. How that's, do you? How do you feel about? Oh, this might be a spiky subject. Um, trans, I'm stroking trans people. I was just joking. Uh, <laughs> just like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? No. How do you feel about? Um, uh, shit. What was I going to say? Instagram bartenders, influencers. I, bar- don't, I don't mind influencers. I, I don't no. have any problem with it. I, I think that. Yeah, you know, I think you have to realize where it's coming from, and I think that the idea of building a brand is smart. I think it comes from a good place. Yeah. It does. No, I think the idea of building a brand—it's no different than like telling people to come see you. Yeah. Back in the day, hey, come see me. I'm over at so and so. I'm at yeah. I'm at I'm at you know, I'm at Acme on Thursday nights. Like, yeah. come see me. That's no different. It's just a question. You've got a different vehicle for doing it. I think if if the substance is coming from there, though, I've got an issue. Like, it's if that's where you're basing your whole your world is based on how you look on your Instagram feed. Like, Not about the people who yeah. come see you. Like I don't think it's about followers so much as it's about people who really follow you. Who like, yeah, you know, there, there was a there was a thing that I think that Instagram did that opened up uh, the idea of being able to take a picture of a cocktail and put it on the menu, like just release that to everybody. That's awesome too. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. But how far can that go? And the, where and where do you have to fill in with actual? Yeah, there's some of it like because the reason why I ask is like it's just something I've been thinking about lately is like. I was talking to somebody um, regarding like bartenders who I was talking, yeah, to my good friend the other night about how certain bartenders on Instagram have never bartended behind an actual bar before. They just are passionate about this thing. Totally. I'm like, oh, some there's this like think about uh, think about it. But that's about, different. That's I mean, that's I guess what that's, I was referring that's, to. So that's, that's, that's if you're talking about someone who's who's actually creating or what I would say manicuring, uh, you know, that we used to call them food manicurists back in the day. Like you'd, okay. you'd make a, if you made a plate of food for a picture, for a magazine, for yeah. like travel and leisure or for Arizona foothills or mm-hmm. for whoever, like that's not the same as the person who's actually having to pump out 25 plates at every to half an hour mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night. At, like, that's yeah. different. You have to get to like, like you have to apprentice sort of for speak. sure. No, and you gotta know what's, I always, again, I like to use, analogies that I think make sense for everybody is like you gotta get shelled man like if you don't know what it's like to get your shit pushed in like <laughs> you don't have any idea about what this business is about like that's why you, yeah so that's people screaming at you holding money <laughs> and t- credit cards and like sending shit back and like that's oh, yeah. that's if you can do all your Instagram shit while you're doing that like if you're dropping Instagram worthy pictures of cocktails like these old these two old fat also too if you have time to take a picture of that like the whole nothing what happens during your actual shift is going to end up on Instagram like, sure yeah it's it's what you did prior to your shift like I'm going to show you the picture of this gorgeous it's perfectly polished this is glass. so hold on you're going to miss it it's going to it looks good but there's only three ingredients in it exactly and like oh you made lemon yep sugar and gin and mm-hmm. you put oh you put a lavender thing on top oh wow oh but it looks great yeah like the glass is glistening there's like sugar cube like there's like th- the, like powdered sugar on the mint leaves oh, there's yeah. all of that I, I do love powdered sugar mint who leaves, doesn't so. love <laughs> look how sugar. fucking good that looks it's That's like frosted so good dude. sexy it, it works it's like mm-hmm. you're buying a like when you see a uh, you drive by a convenience store and it says cold beer 
No one has a sign that just says beer. They always have cold beer because cold with like a like a penguin shivering is like oh, that's yeah. how you sell beer. Like, oh, so yeah. It's the same thing with the cocktails. You sell cocktails with powdered sugar on a mint leaf <laughs> going, fuck, that looks good, man. Yeah. I'm going to have to suck that shit down. Absolutely, yeah. So, okay, I guess then we agree. Yeah, cause I was just talking about the other night. I was just like... It's not the influencers. The influencers are fine, but it's like the, the people who've never well, bartended not, yeah, before. It's not a bartender. Like, I don't. I don't. Why? It's not bar, yeah, not bartender. The, the only people I just think these are these are people who are not valid influencing other people who don't really understand what valid or not is. Like I'd want to look at someone who's like who is slinging drinks, and I use this term very, very, very loosely. No one mm-hmm. slings drinks anymore. But the mm-hmm. idea that someone who actually isn't a well or is in a process, who works five shifts a week, just is what they do, yeah. making great cocktails at a high level every single night, mm-hmm. that's different than someone who's crafting a drink for Instagram. Yeah. Like, I find the people who are actually doing it don't have time to do Instagram. Like, you don't have time, uh-huh. man. Like, you got you get four shifts. Sometimes I'll post a picture of something I do, yeah. Posting a picture of, like, I do it when I find something awesome that I'm like, for me, it's always whiskey. It's way easier for me. It's, like, literally, like, myself in a bottle going, like, holy shit, I just did this. This is so good. Yeah. I just had a Glenn Farkless 107. It was fucking bomb I had an oyster with it like <laughs> bam yeah. but there was no like, there was no stage staging that that it's was just a, like, it was a moment you know <coughs> yeah it's, yeah yeah it absolutely yeah and, and that's genuine you know yeah. but there's also like but I also don't mind brand building but it's like I it's don't like, mind it at all no, I'm like all about brand tattoo, building get, going to a tattooist who hasn't apprenticed a home tattooer I'm, that's kind of how I view it you're not that's a, tat- a good that's a really good connection you're not an artist no, I'm no. sorry. You have to go through some months. I think every bartender should bar back. I think apprenticeship is an important, an important part of development. I think that you should, you yeah, should apprentice somebody, and you should, uh, you should be an apprentice at some point in your life. You yeah. should do both. Like you mm-hmm. should have been apprentice and apprentice somebody because it shows you full circle. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. there's, I think that it's because because it, you you could be there could be years in between when you leave an apprenticeship to when you're ready to apprentice for somebody else when you become the master and you're doing whatever you mm-hmm. do. But I think that it's important to learn. Uh, you got to learn. I mean, you got to cut, you got to cut limes, man. You got to get, yeah. you got to get wounds. Maybe. You got to fucking accidentally punch a pour spout and learn how to stop that bleeding. Totally. You have to take a wine glass and have it go right through your hand. Like oh, you have yeah. to have that, that shit. happened at Red Robin when I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> Good a, name drop, pine, by the way. Pine glass, yeah. <laughs> mic, mic drop, boom. But, but also glass. I mean, that's, that's a, we joke about that, but that's part of the business, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, it's part of that. It's Wrap part that of like, shit up, put some dirt on it, and fucking oh get God. back in the well, motherfucker, because you need to get that done. <laughs> Those tickets keep coming. Dude. We, used, we used to have a joke in Boston or in New England. It was like, You'd look at this angry crowd of like fucking a hundred people just like screaming at you looking for beer. There's three dudes behind a bar or three people behind a bar. And you're like, I remember looking at one of my friends or one of the guys I worked at one point being like, there's no way we're getting out of here unless we pour our way out. We got to pour our way out of this. Get your head in the game, man. Like, because uh, oh, yeah. they were having that freak out. Moment. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, dude, I don't care if the credit card machine's not working. Take cash or just tell them to go away. I'm like, we're we are not fucking around with that right now. We got to serve. We have to survive. Like, we're we're gonna get killed if we don't serve these 200 people. Like, they're shot in their beer yep. or their Manhattan <laughs> or their whatever. Like, I mean, you don't want to be in that receding into that, but Damn. you got to feel like that, man. At least a few times in your life, like when you're in the stick. Like, I respect people who've done. The, the dive bar volume whatever mm-hmm. and the person who can like tweak that cocktail perfectly in, at the sanctuary resort or wherever like yeah. it's if you can do both of those at the same time like or the, both of those are happening in your world you can keep those dichotomies where it's like hey man I want to do this like it's like playing music 
I want to play one night where I put on the suit and the tie and I'm in an orchestra and I'm part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. And there's one night I just want to play in the dive bar with a guy with a drum kit and a bass and we're just going to freaking rock out and they're going to put money Playing in power jars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all that we're going to do. It's the same thing for bartending, man. Yeah, like, it's like a different expression. You're exactly. bartending. People are like, you're mixing. I'm like, I... I don't. No, you're not. You're not. I don't care about that word. You're not. It's not a word. It's a creative word. It's a word that'll be dead in 20 years. Yeah. It's not a word. I, I bartend. I make drinks. Yep. We make cocktails. We make cocktails. You make people happy. Yeah. And some and some people come in like, yeah, I bartend, but it's like it's not like this. I'm like, well, yeah. Then I hate that comment. I'm like, do you do you still make drinks? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So you bartend. We totally. both bartend. We both do the same thing. What, 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 what I don't like, like <laughs> what the comment that I don't like, which rubs me the wrong way, is I used to bartend. Like I hate I hate that lead. Like, huh. I hate when people come to my bar and be like, you know, I used to bartend. I'm like, no, no, I don't think that you did. <laughs> like, I feel like if you did, you wouldn't have led with that. Like, you would have, like, this would have come out like a much more yeah. casual. God, man, when I was, you know, I, I remember pouring drinks in Indiana when I was a kid. Like, it was nothing like this. That's an org- that's an actual statement. That makes sense. It's not a, it's not a, like, trying to. Uh, it's I like want, getting pulled over and like, oh, my, my friend's. My that, friend's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, no, no. No, he's not. Like, <laughs> totally. But, you know. Step I out of the car. <laughs> but we, we'd be proud of, like, I've always been proud of being the fact that, like, you know, that I've earned my living pouring drinks for a long time. It's now. weird. It's a really weird. It's like such a, a fucking weird job. It is a weird it? job. It's a super weird job. Like, think about the grand scheme of everything that exists in the universe. Yeah, <laughs> or of ways, of the ways world. you could earn your living. You know, right? this, yeah, this, as humans, like you, I just serve stuff that people have manipulated plants and animals for. What's what's the what's the, what do you like serving the most? Like, what makes you like when you serve someone? Is it a cocktail Ooh. you've created, or is it a Something you a bottle you just discovered like what gives you the most tingle like my you, most tingles when somebody gets something that aligns best with their tastes. So okay. I don't I try to take my ego out of it like okay. I, I, I smart I, I recommend my drinks off the undertone many if it's appropriate for what they want. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. going to recommend a drink that has star anise in it when if somebody they hates do licorice. not like any. Yeah, exactly. No, that's just I'm not egotistical. And if someone doesn't like my drink, okay, didn't it, it didn't for sure. I'm not. I literally it's not that a, never bothers me. That's it's never not. Yeah, me. like. I just, my goal is to like give somebody the best experience possible based off of what they have. So like, what's your favorite? I'm like, my favorite is drinking at home at my parents' house for free, but <laughs> we're out of that tonight. So we're not serving that this evening. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll we, go with this instead. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, what do you like? What are you into? Well, I, uh, I don't like anything too, like last night, this, this, a lot of people tend to not have the vocabulary yet for it. So this yeah. is a huge example. This is actually crazy. I was like, wow, that's actually a lot because it's happened before, but nothing this specific. She was talking about how she didn't want anything too sweet. And I was like, okay, that's understandable. Like, here's this drink. This is probably one of the most tart drinks in the menu. She's like, I'm doing, I'm down. Like, you like mezcal? She's like, I love it. Cool. I give her a cocktail that has bergamot juice, lime, pineapple, passion fruit, tart, right? Yeah. A little bit of almond to balance it out. There's barely any sugar in her passion fruit. And then rum and mezcal. And I make her this drink and she's like, oh, I hate it. It's too sweet. I was like, that's, and her friends started like, that's so tart. I was like, when you mean sweet, what do you mean? She's like, I mean, like, tart is sweet to me. I was like, oh, are you talking about fruit juice? She's like, yes. I was like, oh, so you want, like, a spirit for, like, old-fashioned cocktail? She's like, yes. I was like, okay, so so here's a lesson that you just yeah, learned, ma'am. Yep. I was like, now, when moving forward, when you come back here, go to another cocktail bar, say spirit forward. Yep. Or more. Totally. Or more alcohol, less juice. She's like, oh, okay, Mike, I got you. We make something different. Don't worry about it. Don't pay, totally. about, don't pay about the drink. That, that, drink's, that drink's on me. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And no, so that, I love that. And I, that's hospitality. In my I opinion. agree with you. That's that's what what I'm doing. What's I'd great s- is that then when they're when they're that receptive to that process, it's yeah, like it's not a fuck you affair. Or it's well, not a it's not a like I'm gonna start lobbing grenades over the wall. You have you have thing. to give them the the space to be that way though. Yeah, you can't no, you're just right. be like that's, that's true. That's that's good hospitality. What no, do you mean I agree. Don't like it? Agreed. So no, people like shit. People don't like literally. This guy there at night, his perception of sweet was so intense. Like, you know, you, some people, like for me, my perception of celery seed, I can yeah, yeah, yeah. taste it in anything. Yeah. I can taste it. I'm sensitive to it, right? But this guy was sensitive to sweet. Like, literally, I made him one of the most tart drinks in the menu, just like that. And it was like, he's like, oh, it's just so sweet. I was like, I was like, oh, man, I wasn't offended. I was like, oh, you must just really not like, yeah. like, you're really sensitive to sweet. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it, dude. I'll take care of it. You want like a, yeah. a, like a vodka water or soda or something? Like, I don't. People are like, do you get mad when someone gets like, no, that's way less work for me. One, two. Why would I? Does get it mad? make you happy? Why would I get mad? Why would I get mad if you got beer? We have it on the menu for a reason because mm-hmm. it. You I know pay you for probably it. don't like this. I'm like, uh, you're here as long as you're going to tip on this. I don't care what you order. You yeah, know? like I'm here to offer you a service for sure. Within that service is cocktails, but some of that, some well, of it's funny you mentioned that too. Is you, I'm here to offer you a service is always something that I think is funny to say because in the end, I'm. As a consumer, and I don't, I probably don't announce this, and I don't advertise it, but I'm, I'm buying a result. Like I want happiness. Yeah. Like that's what I'm buying. Like whatever it whatever, takes to get you there. Exactly. Like so, it's for me. Is like I don't care what this process is, as long as the end result is I'm happy. Yeah. So let's work together. I'm going to give you all the information you need to get there, but here's what I need you to do as my guide. Like get me to happy. Yeah. And if that happy means a fucking killer drink in a panther skull, let's yeah. do this. Let's Fuck do yeah. this shit, man. Absolutely. But I think that's the honesty factor you've got to have from your guests, too, is the guest has to be open to the idea that, like, hey, man, this is what I want to be. I want to be happy sitting here in, like, a half an hour just, like, working on my second cocktail, mm-hmm. feeling good, maybe yeah. having you tell me some stories about what's going on with this rum. or yeah. what, But not, you don't have to go over the top. You know, like, it's weird. We have to find that line of how deep you want to go. And just, you, know? you, have to, you have to do it a lot to get there. I'm, and, like, I have... Lots You're always of, learning. It'll take you, it takes your whole career. Yeah, that's one of the most challenging things it takes at, at your Undertow whole career. is like, dude, you know, forty cocktail menu, having to get somebody who has n- who drinks a Moscow Mule maybe occasionally, <laughs> and to from where I'm at and meet them halfway and bring. It's them not in. even halfway, bro. Like you no. got you got to walk right to their door. Like yeah. you got to walk to. Hey, man. Ninety ten. I'm, let, I'm letting you in. Like let's 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 have some fun here. Yeah. You know? Like, but I think that's funny. It's because I think there's a way to do that. And not be a prick, and not be an asshole, and not be a bitch. And I think where I've seen some super talented people fail is mm-hmm. where they haven't acknowledged that part. It was like, hey man, it's it's where you're relaying that information that's the problem. It's not the information. It's the way you're standing there. You you met you kind of made that thing, or you you know like yeah, what is it like? You fold your arms, you get in your bunker. You know, you're like, hey man, like root me out of here. Like I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. Like man, that is so bad to see over a bar. Like it's but it's, guess what? That happens occasionally with me still. It happens on the inside, and I have to like recognize that and learn. Uh, There's nobody who's who has mastered it. I don't think. I mean, no, like, I always like the idea of the guys who can do it on and off, who can who can say who at least acknowledge the fact that hey man, if you get me at the end of my shift, I don't want to get into this whole thing about yeah. about what Clement is and what Clement isn't, and you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, because it's always someone like that who sets you down the wrong path. It's always like someone who just like. Catches you at a moment where you're like, everything has been going not right so far, you know. It's I, right. I mean, yeah. it's always that, and it's that person who's nose is short. You're just yeah, like, and you no know one to ask you the wrong question. And you're like, okay, ma'am. Or like last night, 
Saturday night. This lady, she was happy at the end. Thank God, I was yeah, just happiness was the happiness to, was the goal. She came in, she was happiness not was happy. The goal. She was so over her head, and I was like, "I'm here for you. What you got?" And I was like, "She's, she's like, I want something sweet." I was like, "Okay." I got this great cocktail that's super, super approachable. Tastes like Skittles. It's got almond, pomegranate, lemon, and pineapple and gin. She's like, she's like, I want something like an amaretto sour. And I was like, that's why I recommended that one. Sorry. Amaretto sour. And I said, I described the drink to her. She's like, oh, I can't have almond. I was like, oh, you just don't like it? She's like, no, I'm allergic. I'm like, well, that's a big thing. Yeah. But you drink amaretto sours? I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? If anyone knows what the fuck amaretto is, it's almond flavored liqueur or apricot or peach pits but be careful if you make your own because that shit has cyanide in it be careful you'll poison it does. someone it does. you gotta do it a does. certain way to get it out it does yeah yeah so cyanide's not good no I mean it's it's uh, it's alright it's okay um, <laughs> oh is that a color yeah it's a color yeah, yeah it's good it's a color. drink it eat this um, <laughs> and so we'll, we'll wrap this start to wrap this up but uh, she I was like in my head I was like okay well I could be an asshole right now or I could be like, you just don't know and that's okay. So yeah. like, cool, we'll avoid almond. Are you, how, how allergic are you? She's like, it'll kill me. I was like, okay, just so you aren't aware, just, you know, transparency, We cross-contamination happens down here. It, it we does. Will, I, yeah. will, I will clean all of our tools and make sure that you do not get cross-contamination, but I'd recommend this cocktail for you. I think you'll love it. Do you like blackberry, pomegranate, lime, yeah, rum? Yeah. She's like, oh, that sounds awesome. Get her that, get her husband or her man something and... They actually traded. She liked his better. It was like peach I like passion that. fruit, that's, honey. That's one of my favorite things that happens, by the way. Like, I love when I see that. Yeah. Oh, you've got to try this. Or you've got to try that. Yeah. Like, that's a win. Like, I love any bartender who makes that happen. And I was like, hey, dude, you see they just traded your drinks back and forth? Like, oh, yeah. that's a good sign. I'm like, I'm glad you guys, yes, I'm glad you guys love this. that's a good this. sign. And yeah. then, you know, the booze starts hitting her. She's happy. I'm like, yeah. yes, finally, she's you, That's one thing we have going in our favor is, like, if you can get them to take a few sips. And it took so much effort on my end to get her there. And it and it's really interesting with just, like, being able to, like, understand people. And, like, hospitality, I think people miss this mark a lot. It involves compassion. Oh, agreed. So much compassion. You have to understand where this person's at. And they're not out to get you. I told this to Mitch. Yeah, totally. Uh, a few months ago, this 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 woman had no idea what the fuck any of this was. Totally cool. I'm, yeah, she gets a smoking cannon, pineapple, sherry, kina kina, cool. Mikasa bitters, rum and bourbon. I love that. Smoked love that f- drink smoked, actually. Yeah, right. Smoked Manhattan old fashioned variant, and she gets it, and and her boy, her her man, <laughs> her boy, uh, asks her, <laughs> asks me, he's like, hey man, is there any chance we can get more mango juice in here? And then my first reaction is like, mango juice? This is puree, look how thick it is. And I was like, oh my god, I'm such a dick. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What did what did what did you want? Uh, I don't have mango juice. This thing is really really thick. It would just kind of goop up yeah, in there. Yeah. Do you want more pineapple? Is it not sweet enough? She's like, yeah. I'm like, awesome. And I and in my head, I'm like, she's not trying to piss me no, off. No, no, like, no, not at I all. I just had an opportunity to like show someone <clears throat> totally. love and kindness, and totally. I just kind of was compassion. a dick. No compassion. No, you're right. Yeah, that's I was kind of a dick. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know good. what I mean? Like, it's I, good like, that you acknowledge that. Though. Yeah, that's, that's we uh, we. Part of our, I think, part of our <clears throat> self-defense mechanism is I don't think we want to be dicks all the time. I think we just justify it sometimes. By we're not perfect. We have moments, no. especially for fourteen hours. We're and humans. It, and yeah, that's what's the whole thing. And we're dealing with other humans. So and that's, that's if you if you want to be in it, you got to try and real. And that's yeah, and that's how totally. it grows because people will come back if that's the case. If they realize that like. You Agreed. recognize that it's over their head. And most I people, was, people always think it's the drinks. I'm like, it's not the drinks, man. The drinks just a vehicle. 
It's, it's a vehicle it's part, for it's, it's a, a component of the whole. For sure, it's, it's one element of what we do. Yeah, I'm like, but the idea is they're coming back for the drink and you and the culture and, and the, the peace and all the experience. Of it. Yes, and that's part of sure. it. It's all one composite. And it thing. makes it feels right when you're doing it right. And sometimes yeah. you can't give it a formula. Yeah, and working weekends undertow the majority of people that come in are first timers. So that's awesome, though. That's a great sign for it's business. Fucking great sign yeah. for business, but it's also tr- it's, it's it a lot of work. A lot yeah, of lots, chal- a lot of work. A yeah. lot of challenge to like really break down what it's that a lot person, of work. what that person wants, and 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 that's the biggest challenge there is to like know what is an allergen. Like that's a, one of the biggest questions I ask. Like, you allergic to anything? Oh, like, for like, down there, you have to be like, oh, pineapple. I'm like, that's probably. I was like, just for future reference, that's the first thing you should lead with. They're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm like, I just don't want to kill you. That's the main thing. They're like, okay, cool. I'm like, I got you. I'd be good. great if I didn't kill you tonight. Yeah. It would be a nice thing if you'd have to spend 700 bucks on the EpiPen. <laughs> See, that'd be a cool charity is funding EpiPens for bars and restaurants. It's a good idea. Literally yeah. having one on, on a hand on all the site. Times. Yeah, on site. You, dude. EpiPen's a great buzz. Was that? <laughs> I said, and you can't, I've never you done can't one. beat an EpiPen buzz. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a fucking adrenaline. Uh, or epinephrine. Okay, real quick question sure. uh, b- before we start to wrap this up. I'll give you my answer first for sure. reference, but like, actually, I'll give you my next. What would you, if someone could hand you tax-free, nothing, a billion dollars right now, what would one of the, one of the first things you'd do? Oh, God, great question. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I would probably, I would probably find some piece of land. I could start uh, start a, uh, some sort of foundation where I brought people from the cities out to the land. You know, I try and find some environmental way to introduce people to loving the land. You know, where it would be a, cool. a camp or a, or a culture in the Rockies or something where I would, hmm. you know, where I would introduce people who are in, in, in any way different walks of life where they've never experienced <clears throat> the outdoor life to experience what's going on in the world, like what's touching things. You yeah. know, like it's like Patagonia, for example. You know, mm-hmm. like going to Patagonia and being like, hey, man. Let's be a part of what's going on in this culture so we can appreciate climate change or, or yeah. not climate change or whatever, you know, whatever you believe in. But I think if you're actually on the dirt, you're getting your boots on the ground. I think the idea of taking, you know, Bill Gates money and applying it to people to touching the ground and the earth that we live on, I, I think that would make me happy. I think that would be a good way to spend it. Cool. Um, connecting with people that way of saying, this is what, this is your mother. This is what we do. You'll you'll find a way to connect with your mom, like we all do. It might be on a trail. It might be on a lake. It might be on a field. It might be wherever. But it's got to happen. You know. I cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I think it's a necessary thing too. It is. It is. I mean, again, it's just one of those same things with like disconnect between meeting somebody ninety ten, like where you know where they're at. We going do to it the front now. Door. I mean, I, I get disconnected now. Like I know what that feels like, and I still, when I haven't been outdoors enough time. I, yeah. I feel disconnected. You know, I know that I'm disconnected. I'm like, hey, man, I know that feeling I'm looking for. It's like cl- casting my fly rod for a half a day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I feel right again. Like, I feel like I haven't been, I'm connected again to like, my dad used to tell me like, sometimes when you go fishing, it's like you're just on the river and it's like, you're not even fishing, but you're just listening to what the river's saying. You know, and I think that we can all listen That's to, cool. we can all listen to what the river's got to say sometimes. Yeah. It's just literally putting the rod down, letting up a cigar or letting up a smoke, whatever. Yeah. Fucking sitting down, just, just hanging. Listen, hey, the wind's blowing, man. I didn't realize it made that noise through the cottonwoods. Yeah, it does. Every day. Yeah. Every I mean, day when you're here, it's making noise to those cottonwoods. You know what I mean? Like That's fucking that's cool. cool. shit. I love that, man. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, that's just like, at the end of the day, human, you, being a human, you got to experience. Tactile. And yeah. You got to be, touch it, man. You have to, for sure. Yeah. And like being so immersed in technology, it removes us from that. When technology is amazing, I love it. I'm for so it. Yeah. But you have, is it this balance? At the it's end got of the to day, balance. You can't, you can't play video games fucking 10 hours a day. Like, no. It's not a good idea. Like, I, 
I haven't played video games in a while. I'd like to at least just uh, one hour. I know. I moved mine. I, I literally unplugged all mine a couple of years ago, and I haven't gone back in. But I forgot how much I like. Uh, yeah. Again, I like the disconnect. Like I like the idea that I'm not like I, I can just do something mindless for yeah. fucking an hour and a half and be like. But, but that's all you need for like maybe a few days. For oh yeah, for, for a week. A fi- yeah, for a week, more than a week. Just in general, one hour t- for a week. Screen time, like we, we stand yeah. in front of the screen so much. Like I just notice the the glow on my face. I don't want that as much as I. Yeah, need and like the hunched over. The hunched. Like, oh. Dude, have you been on your phone for like three hours straight almost before? I did that recently, and it was just like so draining. I was like, yeah, that fucking like a, sucked. You feel like a question mark. You're like you're, <laughs> you're bent over. I feel like you do like, feel like a question mark. That's weird. It's yeah. not good. Man. Metaphorically too. Yeah, it's like, why did yeah, I do yeah, that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> better, better point. Yep. Um, in so many ways, um, yes. If I had a billion dollars, like so, what was yours? What was your answer? I, I would probably buy something like EpiPen out, and I would distribute EpiPen. Basically, free. I had an idea. Like I like some of Give the big, to, like, the big charities the that like like distribute like mosquito nets in Africa, or like like wheelbarrows that have one wheel, so women who have to go get water in these villages can actually go get water and get back and forth. Like I love when people dump money into things that are just like, wow, basic solar generators for people in Africa who have no access to electricity. I'm like, that shit's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing with that. Like, not yeah. fighting, like, like, like hand filters for water. Like, that's a big deal. Like, there's Huge. so many... There's a billion people who don't have access to clean water. Like, that is a thing, man. Like, that's where you spend that money. Just, and the, yeah. Like, not on fucking the Oscars. Yeah. Like, not on, like, all you assholes putting those dresses on and fucking suits and shit like that. Like, dude, take that money and make sure, like, somewhere somebody has shoes and glasses yeah. if they need them. And even on tending, so I'm a big fan of tending to the garden you can reach. For sure. You know? 100%. It might not be Africa. It might be it, starting a fucking EpiPen charity in Phoenix. 100%, man. Like, I, I'm a big believer in that. Like, I, I think that we sometimes forget that, that it's inside our, our own zip code that yeah. we can make effect. And that's, you know, that's always the line was always, you know, think globally, act locally. You know, that's, yeah. that's sort of the idea. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and like I, think, I think that's sort of what we have to think is we're part of a global village, but you still got to take care of the village that's right in front of you and mm-hmm. those people are dealing with Yeah, because that's... And we do, man. I think, I think that Phoenix can be better about it. Yeah. We talked about connecting earlier on, like about being a part of something that was bigger than mm-hmm. us inside the, inside the community. And I think that's something we can do any given day. You know, like yeah. I said, I love the idea of like having a party here that we just do with all these people we want to talk to, and, and we people, give it yeah. a, give it a charitable tag, and we and we give back. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's like everybody walked in the door, and gave twenty bucks. You know, we're all all seventy of us who are here. We can afford the twenty bucks. I promise you. Yeah, let's let's give the twenty bucks. Yeah, we're gonna figure out where that's gonna go. It's gonna go to a food bank. It's gonna go to this. It's gonna go to that. I mean, it's I it, really it, really like that idea. That's it all a matters, huge man. Point. It yeah. totally matters. It does. It sounds minuscule. It feels like you don't make an effort. It's like voting to me. Like I know it feels like you're dropping a drop in a bucket. It fucking matters, man. Yeah. Like it does matter. Like yeah. be a part of it. Like be. Don't that one small thing that can yes. affect like. 20 people's lives. The butterfly, butterfly effect. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to do. You have yeah. no idea what's going to do. Just go and then, do it. And mm. get, get a news. Give it the positive energy. Get a energy. news station behind it. Promote yep. everybody's, everybody's You're pushing brand. Positive expand. energy. You're pushing positive energy. <laughs> and then more energy. people will eventually donate to that. And yeah. Momentum. It's got, it's got, there's, there's nothing, there's no barrier to not wanting to contribute to something that you know is, makes sense across yeah. the board. You know? Yeah. Dude, I, I thank you so much for that thought on the charity thing. I didn't even think about that. That's a great That's idea. A, I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in. cool. It'd be cool to have like you know butter shake donate a, like a punch and AZ Wilderness bring a keg and Glomsky bring. I don't think wine. I don't think that's out, outlandish for any of those people. Oh, I mean, it costs you it costs you sixty bucks, and they're all in usually because hey, it gives them another avenue. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna bring all the music and art people that totally. I know. Totally, and like my it. my friend uh, is currently working with this guy who's restoring this old like synagogue that Steven Spielberg, who lived in Arcadia, yeah, 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 used yeah. To, I knew that. Used yeah. to go uh, to the synagogue, and uh, they're turning into like a Holocaust memorial and an art museum. Nice. And he's re he's redoing all the floors for this guy, and this guy's like owns a few different buildings. He has like he has something else pretty like pretty up there okay and so that kind of someone like that coming in like for sure different like major art like the four yeah. brothers like if i can uh. so i'm just one degree of separation away yeah. from a lot of cool things happening and so well, we got we'll, we'll reach out to sam fox this guy fox get involved just tells he loves that shit man just yeah sam to fucking, hey man this is what we're gonna do we we'll talked to we'll talk to regan or one of those guys in their building and yeah hey, man this is what we're doing we got a bunch of industry people would love to have some of your staff come up snap here that's too. my point you yeah. could get those get those clowns to come up and be, hey man you guys got the freaking biggest bandwidth in the valley right now with your 400 million dollar deal let's do some charitable work huh <coughs> they do a lot of i mean that's, yeah i love what they do already i mean that's, it'd be cool to host that I, I, for sure i know event planners we can get like food catered and i think we, i think we need to do this man this needs to happen right? yeah for like sure. 70 people max it's yeah. really exclusive kind of bougie but in a mm-hmm. way where it's like but it, i think that's that's good because it You'll fill the seventy, and then the next time we reload, you're gonna have 100, 150 who want to come. Who yeah. that's the point is like, oh, well, I didn't make the last one. You know, we did, right? We got this much money raised for this. We were really engaged, and you know, we all connected. You know, we got two events that came out of just that. Like the, that's the whole thing is like everyone's served by doing that. Like you get yeah. to serve your your charitable needs and the things that make you feel good, mm-hmm. and you also get to devote your brand you know like yeah make, that makes us all and, feel good it's yeah so one of the major things at the party that i would i would encourage because i do a whole speech in the beginning like thank you everyone for coming yeah. blah, 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 but like i would encourage everybody to you know get make your own name tag and write down what you do and talk to somebody you haven't You've talked to met. before and avoid talking to people you already know really well and don't great don't idea. get stuck in your little group totally they're full of arms you need to meet totally. three new people tonight let's make i think that's the way to do it though too that's honestly the fun part of those kind of parties is that you get out of those, those spheres of influence all start to get jammed together and they all just mm-hmm. become I'd be, it could be cool man and I'm like kind of in the center of it I'm like let's fucking do this and at the yeah. end of the day man we're just we're just do it right here you yeah do it, do it right here man like this is the right this is the neighborhood to do it in mm-hmm. Everyone, there's no excuses for anybody I'm literally it's 15 minutes down the road for me in Old Town like I drove right from Old Town right here yeah. it took me 15 minutes I'm yeah like, Everyone lives right around here anyway. I mean, bring them yeah. down, you know. And dude, like, even, even no matter what, if you're at Sam Fox level or if you're a dishwasher yeah. and you one of the restaurants, who cares? like, who cares? All, we're all just children who've <laughs> totally. gotten some life experience and made totally. things happen. Like, Very true. So, yeah. Anyway, um, dude, what an awesome little conversation. Awesome, man. We've been, we've been talking for a few hours now. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I don't, again, I always talking with people who engage and have a good time with what we do. I mean, it's always yeah. fun. We, we can talk about anything. And yeah. you're a funny guy. We enjoy. Thanks. We yeah, make, you we make too, some man. Funny, uh, we make some funny observations that are, are good to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I knew that we would have a great conversation. <laughs> I'm so glad that to be, I guess, yeah. a colleague. Yeah, you know, we're now. colleagues it's, now, man. We'll be working it's together. Cool. That's good. <laughs> I we have no intention of leaving my job at all. I can't. No. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just going to walk across the street when I when I need to get dark and when I need to get dark and, uh, and stormy. Oh, I'll, you I'm know I'll come be down in, the undertow and I'm going to expect the, the same of yours to come over to the shop. and in the uh, gray hand. It's yeah. gray hand, right? Gray hand, okay, yeah. cool. I just want to make sure I wasn't fucking it up. Dude, yeah. that's, whoa, so crazy. Yep. A lot of barrels Sasha for us just, to taste. Yeah, yeah Sasha's going to be doing our food and we're doing, they're all doing the really, service going Tuesday to do a little, uh, little R&D up the State Bird and some I know. places. I got reservations on Wednesday at State Bird, so. Well, I, I you know, whatever. Um, there's a there was a barrel we picked from uh, Heaven Hill that had maybe like five or six cases in it. It was almost empty, 
I really want a bottle of that. Really? Which Just one was it? Which, which brand was it? Oh, might have been Evan Williams. No. EW? Okay. Uh, I know we have two of those. We have two Larceny. We have two Evan Williams. It was one of the Evan Williams, I believe. Okay. I don't know. Check, check with Rich and Jay. They might, they'll probably have a better answer. Okay. But there's one There's one barrel that you had like... You got some like Bibb and Tucker, too, that's like... That's really good. Like it's Is that from Evan Hill? No, it's oh, not. Okay. But it's, 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 like one of the, it's a small yield barrel, too. Okay. Yeah, this this one was tiny. I was so like, good. for the story, I want it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Jack Single Barrel, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Can't remember what else I fucking loved. Uh, obviously, I love Old Forester, but the nuance in the Jack Single Barrel is just like perfectly R- executed. We'll, we'll crack them open next week, and then we'll, we'll have some fun with them. I'll t- I want to try to be present, at least for some of it. Yeah, just weasel sure. my way into tasting. Um, yeah, I think you should. Well, cool, man. Any parting words that you'd like no, to... No, just enjoy whiskey, man. I've enjoyed talking with you. I'll have to, I'll have to come back and do a little, a little chat up. again. We'll follow Can't up wait. once we get the shop going, and we'll talk about yeah. some events and some fun stuff. But I uh, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you uh, wanting to talk to me. That's always cool. Yeah, I, thank you for coming on. I can't wait to... For I'll sure. probably post this in the next week or so, and then I'll... Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to do like an intro and outro, make yeah, sure it's all, all, all fancy the fun stuff. and whatnot. So we, so we sound good. So we sound good, right? I think we sound great. Good. I mean, it's basically going to sound like this. Yeah. And uh, to reiterate people, I will try to do a, um, some sort of uh, limiter under, on, underneath all of our frequencies to kind of, uh, quiet down the fan sound, but like we need a fan on it. It wouldn't be good without a fan. So <laughs> if you hear that, I should have said this earlier, but if you've been listening to this, like, man, that buzzing is just... Just that's, pissing me off. That's you, summer in Phoenix. Yeah. That's you, summer in Phoenix knows. Have knows. some compassion and realize where <laughs> we're at right now. <laughs> Two hot dudes <laughs> in a box, basically. All right. That's exactly what we're doing. Well, John, nice talking to you, man. Stewie, thank you, man. I appreciate on. it. It's been a pleasure and an absolute uh, joy talking with you. And we'll be obviously be talking more. Yeah. So. Do you want anyone to find you on Instagram or anything? Yeah, just AZ Whiskey Guy. AZ Whiskey Guy. Yep. That's Whiskey it. with no E. You'll find me and uh, again, just check it out. And we'll <laughs> no see all the, no E. e. You'll, see, you'll see all the good stuff. So Cool. I'll, all right, I'll, brother. I'll tag you in the show notes. All right, everyone. Later. Fuck y'all. Good night. All right, bye. All right. You've listened to it. You've heard it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was entertaining. I hope you learned something. I kind of did a little, um, little, uh, what would be the word? I guess a rant about hospitality and, and the compassion. I think that was a, a su- super important takeaway uh, from this. Is just to like, you know, especially not everyone that's listening to this is in some sort of um, bar job. And I interview a lot of people in the bar industry because I'm connected to a lot of them. But it's just it's a lot of colorful people, which is cool. But there's. Um, there's a degree of compassion I think is lacking in the bar industry. And you have to realize that these people are dollar signs for you fuckers. They are here to make you money. And uh, I th- at the end of the day, like being a shitty person, regardless of money and being involved, this is not a, there's not really an excuse for it. And people aren't always out to get you sometimes. And if they are, then you can, you can recognize that. But like the majority of people, when they ask questions that you might deem are stupid, they are not doing it to hurt your feelings or to piss you off. They just don't know. So treat them as meet them where they're at and just understand, try to, try to see the way they're experiencing life, you know, and try to see through their eyes. And I think that's, it's a good takeaway from this episode. I never really kind of recapped on the spiritual deep experience I had while picking green walnuts in Arizona. So I'm going to kind of just talk about that right now. Uh, in case anyone's still listening to this three hours later ish, well, two and a half hours. Um, I just had this moment where I, I, my roommate and I have been looking for walnuts along uh, the Verde River in Cottonwood, and we found them, but they were some of the trees didn't have fruit, and the other ones that had fruit were all rotten. So I think the elevation there versus the elevation where I did find them was so different that the ripening was earlier. So now I know. I know a little more about uh, 
how to find walnuts. And so, yeah, we're driving through Oak Creek Canyon, and I'm looking, 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 and I'm not quite seeing much because I'm trying to drive, of course. And we get to the very top, and I kind of realize, like, ah, whatever, I might not find them. And I look to the right, and bam, this tree full of them. I'm like, holy shit, pull over. And I'm like, so excited. It's the coolest moment just seeing this huge walnut tree, probably like 40 feet wide, maybe 20 feet tall, just filled, maybe probably like 100, 150 pounds worth of walnuts, which is a lot of fucking walnuts just on the tree. Um, it was amazing. The fruit is so aromatic. It's such a special, and this is an Arizona specific species, Juglans Major. It's a, it's a, it's an Arizona, like, it's Arizona's own walnut. So, super important to me and I just had this moment where I was the clouds are kind of rolling in I'm looking it's like 4 o'clock 3.30 uh, 4, 4.30 um, and then you know the sun's at a particular place in the sky and the breeze is going it's like 80s it's so perfect out and I have this bag full of walnuts and my hands are starting to get stained and because they stain the shit out of your hands like literally for two and a half weeks my hands are stained it was kind of silly but it was just this moment of just awe and thankfulness and gratitude of just like existing. And it was just this really pleasant, like, I don't know, like body high and mental high feeling that I got just being there in that, in that, in that vibe. And it was just, it was amazing. And I'm so, so grateful for that moment where I was just looking at it. I was like, this is life. I'm, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm and it's as simple as the thing is picking things off of a tree but I found it, and I found, I'm proud of that. Then behind that tree were two other trees full of fruit. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I'm not sure how much walnut I will need, and then, but it's good to know where they're at. And on the way back down the canyon, I, I see even more. Every other fucking tree almost is a walnut tree. So now, like, I had this identification of a plant burned in my memory, and I'll, I'll always remember what they look like. Be able to, it's just a weird thing to be able to identify plants and just like, oh, I know that that plant is, and it's just a. It's awesome. I just love broadening my perspective of the world. So, if anyone's interested in uh, in that, do a quick Google search on, on on walnuts, and like you can kind of find out uh, like black walnuts and find out about like what they're about and some of the history. And they used to be used in the condiments uh, and early settlers, but before you know they had ketchup, they, that was a flavoring. Um, super super tasty, uh, cool. I mean, they're fucking bitter too, but there's ways around it. Anyway. I'm currently making a walnut liqueur out of it called Nocino. I'm going off a recipe that uh, it's been like a generational thing from Italy, and uh, it involves I mean, these things turn jet black, ink black, and so it involves letting your your infusion kind of sit outside in the sun for <clears throat> days. Um, obviously, the sun's not going for days, but sitting outside for days, and when the sun hits it, all the uh, the UV breaks down tannin structure within the uh, the dis the, the, the not the infusion. Apologize, I'm not as quick mentally. Um, it breaks down the tannin structure and kind of mellows it all out and let, lessens the intensity. So it's cool. We'll see what happens. It's my first run in it. It's like seven pounds of walnuts in there. You got to cut them in quarters, and they're kind of hard, so it's silly. But I will like to go back in. I think September they'll be mostly fall on the ground and I can kind of roast them. I think that's how you do it. Whatever. We'll try, see if it's uh, delicious or not. So anyway, I want to wrap this up. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you to my sponsors, uh, Page Spring Cellars and Arizona Wilderness uh, Brewery. 
They're awesome local staples in Arizona, and I highly, highly suggest you check them out. I would hope that everybody has an awesome rest of your whatever day of the week it is for you, and I hope that you're finding uh, finding your... I don't know, finding your, finding your dreams and finding your, your optimal you and always search for that. Always search for the optimal you, no matter what it is. If you're passionate about something, just kind of start to introduce more of that passion into your life. So say I'm pas- passionate about building furniture, follow more furniture building pages on Instagram, follow more woodworking pages, follow anything that's, you know, as pro- easy approachable as Instagram. Uh, and there's an Instagram page follow that try your hand at making buy some wood it's cheap 20 bucks you can make a shelf now little stuff like that you know just walking down the path so to speak if you if you want to be a musician watch people watch tutorials of piano and guitar online or whatever instrument you know or or interviews with people and biographies and like just you know look into music theory look into how music is built and the language is built upon and like understanding that. And, and if anybody would like to know more about music, reach out to me, um, send, shoot me a message or something. And I, I, I'm glad to kind of break it down for you because it's really simple at the end of, at the end of the day, I think it's taught improperly most of the time. The way I see it is it's, you know, 12 notes and seven letters. Um, so if any, if anyone wants to learn that, but anyway, point is like, follow your fucking passion. You know, I don't want to sound hippy dippy in all sixties and stuff, but follow your bliss. Joseph Campbell had it right. Follow your fucking bliss, whether that's account being an accountant or working in, at a bank or working at Starbucks or whatever, whatever it is, just know that your experience in this life is important and valid and know that this life is meant to be lived and don't squander it on something that you're not happy with. Money comes and goes, you know? Like, understand that sometimes you do have to make money into something that you don't necessarily enjoy, but, like, if you know what you want to do, try to be as responsible as you can to make that that want, that dream happen while you're still taking care of yourself financially because, unfortunately, money rules the game, and you kind of have to work with that system. And... Uh, I don't know, I just want to encourage everybody to, 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 to find their optimal their optimal selves. So I'm going to leave with that. Thank you, everyone. Uh, oh, my God. Thank you, every one of you, for listening. I'm going to go get some food and then some sleep. And uh, I hope you all have a good night. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>